And welcome to episode 63 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by the lovely, the Frenchy, the Englishy drummer butt. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I, thought I, tr- I thought I'd mix things up. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I, I, I have realised that I've come to like mouth along with your intro, which is kind <laughs> of weird. Like I say, I like <laughs> pretend to say it along when you say it. <laughs> oh, God. I've got. I'm, I'm. I'm infecting you. It's good. Pe- people don't like change, so. No, people don't like change. It's fine. And plus, you know, I've, I've settled into this rut now, and I'm goddamn. I'm gonna die in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna take as many people as I can with me. <laughs> Moving on. How are you, Snow? I'm all right. Thank you very much. How 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 are you, lovely gentlemen, today? I'm I'm okay. How are you, Matt? I'm well, thank you. Good. 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 Okay, we can stop you from being evil there. Okay. It's October. It is October. The best month of the year. October. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's another reason it's, it's the best month of the year. Also, Inktober. And it's also the spoopy month. Yeah, basically the best month. It's, this is the best fucking month. Also, Christmas can suck every square inch of my dick. You are known for having a particularly square dick. So a very square. square, in, square I have yeah. a lot of very severe ninety degree angles. It leads to a lot of surface area. A lot. I have a. I have a su- surprising surface area of 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 wiener. And Christmas can suck every square inch of it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to know my favourite thing about October so far? Yes. It's because I mean. I may have mentioned this before, but spoopy and Halloween isn't really my thing. Whatever. I mean, if you I appreciate wrong, you two like it, choice. and that's fine. But I'm, I don't know. Halloween always seems oh, this is going to come out entirely wrong, and I'm going to get abuse for it. But far too American. And I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna, I appreciate before I say that, but it, like traditionally, like the Brits have just never really done it. It's just, bonfire night was a bigger thing, and it kind of it's a bit weird that it's now Halloween. I guess it's. I don't like bonfire night because people hit me with fireworks. Well, you just burn things. It's great. Yeah, me. Halloween's great. You burn witches and stuff. (laughs) But my favourite part of October, apart from it being my birthday, um, is is, October is your birthday. Yes, uh, that's how old I am. (laughs) Everything's longer now. Um, No, no. My (laughs) point was because everyone thinks it's spoopy and spoopy and stuff. um, People change their Twitter names. Have you seen yes. Mike Merles, the um, writer of the 5th edition um, D&D, or the head writer of 5th D- edition D&D? No. His Twitter is... name is Mike Merles, comma, but spooky. <gasps> and it is my favorite, and I really wish I'd thought of that myself, because it puts across my amazing indifference for the whole spooky October thing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, again, you're welcome to be wrong if you want, but I mean, I think I've seen some beautiful Twitter names. I mean, the best is Where Snipe. Which is me. It's like it's like me, but a werewolf, and that's scary. Uh, I am Wib Skeletons Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you were that's Johnson right. for a while before. Yes, Wib, yeah, Wib I... Chainsaw Johnson. 
Oh, yes. Apparently, the pseudonym of Wib has gained a surname now. Miss <laughs> okay. Johnson. Good. Apparently. Good. Um, unfortunately, the but spooky thing, that's been around for a while. Uh, I love I've it. seen it quite a few fun. people with that over the last few years. Yeah. It just, I mean, yeah. It's just a beautiful level of indifference. <laughs> I think... Um, Oculus Imperia because he was asking for a Halloween name and so I recommended something his one is now something like it was like... Oculus Imperia but now he's he's a ghost because <laughs> he asked for one and I was like hey how about this and it was the worst I like Long Fangs because you, you helped Long Fang it was like the Fang from like 20,000 Fathoms <laughs> which is so awesomely over the top. I this, love it. This is apparently what I'm doing this Halloween, is naming everyone else's Twitter accounts. Oh, yep. good. You have to come up um, with a sufficiently indifferent one for me. Okay, how about Drummer Butt, but it's Halloween, so I feel obligated to change my name to something. Just Spooky. obligatory Halloween name. That's quite good, actually. Yeah, see, there we go. There I, like, we go. I like Drummer Spoop. It's not really a pun, though. That's just the word spoop injected awkwardly into something. <laughs> And no one likes spoop injected awkwardly into anything. Okay, don't you dare generalize. How fucking dare you? <laughs> anyway, let's let's um, get off that. That's somewhat uh, torturous train of thought. Mm. But yeah, October. Yes, it is October. It's, it's October, and we know basically nothing. And like, it's only the, we're recording this on the fourth. The peek behind the scene there, and already on like the second of October, people were getting very mad because literally. Oh, you think they waited till the second of October to get mad? I'm giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, yeah it's like oh, this is like ten past midnight on the first of Octo- October. Where the fuck is literally every piece of information to do with it? Fucking sick of Games Workshop. Consider me cancelled. I'm not a fan anymore. There. I mean, I'd say you're exaggerating, but I have basically seen people say that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're not aware, somehow there is uh, the foot. The month of October is October to uh, Games Workshop. Um, whilst they, uh, you know, the new codex comes out for Orcs. As well as a, a handful of new things for their model line, and they're being slowly going to be drip-fed through the month. Uh, the only thing we've really seen so far is they've shown off slightly clearer images of some of the new um, war buggies, which look great. As well as a video for the Megatrack Scrapjet. That video good. was pretty good. Uh, where they did it like it was a faux inspirational commercial using nothing but stock video. It's like, you know those really cringy <laughs> car commercials where it's like, you don't want to just get to where you're going. You want to enjoy the journey. And like, you know, that kind of really faux, like deep philosophical garbage. <laughs> and it's like, buy a car because fuck you and everyone else. Just give us 20 grand for a car because we're pretending it's spiritual and somehow good for the soul. By your Toyota Yaris, it's the only way you'll get to heaven. Yeah, really. <laughs> and they basically just went, fuck that. We'll do something as stupid as that, but for the Megatrack Scrapjet. And I was like, yeah, no. I, 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 do, I do appreciate GW's approach to doing their marketing these days. Where I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's no more or less cynical than the regular adverts. But, you know, at least you have a bit of a laugh and at least it's poking fun at all other adverts at the same time, so you know. Yeah, so a little bit of meta is a bit refreshing every now and again. 
But yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, that, look, that looks interesting. Uh, of course, you know, I'll uh, I'll be picking up the codex as soon as it comes out. Because, oh yeah, when, whenever yeah. we figure out when it comes out, because fuck knows, because they don't even tell people who work at GW anymore because because <laughs> they're so scared of leaks. Uh, but yeah, so that should be that should be interesting to see what goes on. Uh, they have said that it's uh, there's going to be rules for the different clans, so that should be interesting because they've not had like more distinct rules for a little while. So that should be uh, should be interesting, and of course, once again, screws over anyone like me yep. who has multiple clans in their army because that's just how you could run them, and indeed, if you have an army from second edition, how you had to run them. Yep. So, um, yeah, but anyway, that's that's fun. On a related Games Workshop note, uh, we also got our second uh, delivery of Warhammer 40k Conquest. By delivering, you mean I got a box of four issues. Yeah, this is apparently how they're doing it. Yeah, so they're sending them out in batches, basically. Yeah, rather than giving sending you one a week, they send you four a month in one big box, which is an interesting way of doing that. it. I mean, that's fine. It's fun to get parcels. And better environmentally, less delivery yeah, exactly, around, so, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I don't mind waiting, yeah. like, a few weeks just to get everything at once. Like you say, it's good for the environment, and it's fun to get boxes. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, that we got the first exclusive uh, miniature, possibly only exclusive miniature. I don't know. I haven't looked that closely. Mm. Uh, which is, oh, what's his name? Celsius. It's not Celsius. <laughs> it's Calcius, I believe. Celsius. It's Cal- Calcius, I think Celsius. his name is, who is a Ultramarine's lieutenant. Okay. Uh, and as... God, is he Ultramarine? He's got <laughs> oh, like. Is he beige? <laughs> <laughs> He, no, but he is covered in so many fucking, like, yous and, like, what's the little, like, one of those little, like, flower things that they put in their hair. Basically, the... A like, wreath. Yeah, the, <laughs> basically boy flower crowns. <laughs> kinda. They're, kinda. Like, they're, they're, like, hyper-masculine flower crowns because men can't like flowers because apparently that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty cool model. But yeah, he is covered in ultramarine symbols. I think there's like ten on him. He's like, God, I'm I'm the ultra ultramarine. No one's a bigger ultramarine than, than me. I can't even say ultramarine properly. That's how ultramarine. <laughs> I'm not sure even you know what you meant act, by that. Actual quote from Captain Celsius. There, his name is not Celsius. It's literally his name. <laughs> Everyone has been misspelling it as Celsius. I know, it's so funny. <laughs> but it's Calcius. Because it's October and calcium is in the air. Or possibly Celsius. I don't know. Fuck, I know. Anyway. Let's just call him Colgate and be done with it. Um, yeah, so we've, we've got the these next four issues. So we've got the first two things that weren't advertised as like the, the original four things. Um, is, yeah, this new lieutenant and... Another um, like set of three Death Guard, um, but really interestingly, we have seen the next two issues. Uh, so one of them comes with no models at all, but comes with Null Oil and oh, what's the brown one? I forget the name of the. Oh fuck! The Agrax Earth. Agrax Earth Shade. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. yeah, yeah. So basically, brown and black wash, which. Is so useful. And it's like, they're worth like 11 quid together because they're big bottles. Yeah. So it's like, actually, that works out quite well. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, there's, but there's no models. But it's 
your the uh, the not getting any models thing is sort of made up by the next issue, which will be issue eight, yeah, that nice. comes with the um, Primaris Librarian. Uh, you know, the one that's like twenty odd quid. Yep. Uh, I don't, but I, I but I wanted the Chaplain. You'd have to fight me for the Chaplain. If I you would chaplain. fight you to the death for the Chaplain. He's amazing. I'd literally be making a Space Marine army whose shtick is they have a lot of Chaplains. Yeah, well, I I would put like. Put a couple of wolf tails on him and run him as a wolf priest. All those those wolf priests that I use. You do use a lot of wolf priests. <laughs> oh, God, oh. Famous for wolf, it. Wolf yeah. priest snipe. That's what they call me, and I'll put kitty ears on him. Wolf ears. Kitty wolf ears. Kitty wolf ears. You'll be like cat dog. No, he won't. He will not be like cat dog. It'll be two marines. Uh, it'll be a space wolf. Glued and, ass to ass. And an astral claw glued ass to ass. An astral claw. Yes, an yes. astral claw. <laughs> oh no, I'll get another I'll get another one and then glue them butt to butt. It'd be so it'd be dog dog. It'll be dog dog. <laughs> wolf wolf. Does anyone remember Good. cat dog at no, all? No, I remember of it. It was it was a weird Nickelodeon show where uh, there was a cat and a dog that were joined at the butt. Well, they weren't joined at the butt; they were just one entity at like each end. They were like the push me pull me from Doctor Doolittle. Someone had got a cat and someone had got a dog and like chopped them in half at the waist and then glued them together and then they lived. And then you don't even need to glue them; you can use the blood. And as the blood's drying, it kind of sticks them together. I don't believe you've ever been to medical school. You use super glue for that kind of procedure, dude. You know that. Come on. And um, they were. It, it was insinuated they were a natural entity within the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was insinuated that they were a natural entity during the show. Well, I mean, they weren't two animals that were sawn that's in half good. and then fixed together. That, that's what happened on the on the gritty adult reboot of it. Which is coming, like, next year on Netflix, probably. (laughs) Which is called, like... You mean, like, the Sabrina Teenage Witch? Yeah, exactly. It's like a gritty gritty reboot. Yeah. It's going to be called, like, Cafeline or something fucking (laughs) stupid like that. What? Cafeline, canine feline. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's going to be, like, super gritty, and it's going to be, like... Oh yeah, like cat, gonna... the cat will be like fuck Batman. Yeah, the cat will be like <laughs> fuck Batman, and the dog will be like, lo- like he will sit there for hours and hours, like lining up knives in a circle and then lie in the middle of it and go. Ah. I like how Cat Dog, the the gritty reboot, seems to exist in the DC Cinematic Universe because only the most cringiest, trying to be super edgy bullshit exists within the DC Universe. I mean, I mean, it makes sense though because the, the Cat Dog's mom is also called Martha, so ah. um, it makes it makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, and and Cat Dog's dad is called Father. Do you remember <laughs> before this podcast started and I said, can we make this one, you know, a little bit more short than the last few? So can we not tangent as much? Yeah, okay. Hey, you said as much. We're getting our tangenting out of the way early. Okay, let's move on to what we've been doing then. Wow. So, Matthew. Don't what? call him Matthew. It makes him feel like he's in trouble for coming up with the gritty re- DC reboot of Cat Doc. I was just, it's, it's just official. <laughs> yeah, and it's officially scary for the poor boy. Okay then. Percussion Mike. Uh, yes, there we go. Thank you. My proper title. What have That's you been up to? Um, in the last fortnight, we had a week where I didn't do anything because we had guests again. Because that's just what summers are here. Um, so I've had a week, and I think in that week I have played maybe 30-odd hours of Kingdoms and Castles. And that's that's, that's wow. all I've done. It's my job now, I think. 
Do you? It like was. It? I finished. Now I, 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 I won as much as you can win these sort of games. Okay. Uh, um, did you? Did you remember that Vikings can swim this time? Yes, I did good. I, my my whole island, both both my islands, because the map I was playing on had two islands, and you had to like set up transport ships between the two. And one of my my main island is just now entirely surrounded by a wall around the You're entire always... edge, apart from one docking bit where the Vikings always have to come, and that's where all my archers are. Ah. <laughs> um, a choke and point. then the other one, I just the other island, they, they they're just there to suffer. They can be invaded. That's fine. <laughs> oh. No, they just, they just, I'm just using an army on them because you can like build up a little army as well. So that okay. one doesn't have any walls. So yeah, it, I've good. I've built on every single possible bit of land um, on both islands, um, and I've got all of my resources are on a yearly like gain. So I, I'm slowly ticking up in everything, and my happiness of both islands is on max 100 all the time. And nice. like when dragons invade, they're immediate. They're killed dramatically far off coast before they get anywhere nearby. And I feel like there's nothing more I can do now. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds about right. It was good. I I do recommend the game. Like you can probably yeah. For, depending, I didn't look at the map size when I started because I was it was my first game, so I just clicked start on whatever the default settings are. So I think you can presumably get larger maps because I got the there's two achievements left for getting like three and a half thousand and five thousand populations. Whereas I'm definitely maxed out at like two and two and a half to three thousand, I think it is. Okay. And I could get squeeze a few more in if I drop the happiness, like you know, some of the various you know parks and fountains and churches and things that give people happiness. I could get rid of and get more people, but I don't think I'd be able to get up to the five thousand whatever I did. Um. So presumably there is a bigger map and you can do a bit more. But I'm like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've I've completed the game. Um. But it was very much fun. I think I was saying last time I was only about an hour into it, but I've, it was one of those games where, you know where you play it and then you go off in the evening or whatever and go and do something else, you find yourself just thinking about the game. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. not about anything, because it's not even like particularly hard strategy-wise, it's just similar with Banished Snipe, like, you know, you sort of, you build another few houses to get your population more, and then with that you need to build a bit more food and a bit more, like, entertainment stuff and a bit more of everything, and you kind of just have to build everything up sort of in parallel with each to itself. So you don't end up with, like, too much resources or too few or whatever. It's kind of just that. So there's not really tactics or such. I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I was just sort of, in my head, I could, like, see the map and, like, see the squares and things. I was like, this is, <laughs> some games, I don't know if you've ever had that, but some games do do that and it's the, they just get stuck in your head and they float around in your head and you can't stop it. Mm, Tetris effect. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, to, to misuse the effect a little bit. <laughs> a but little, yeah, no. a little, but yeah. But, yeah. I did massively enjoy it, and now now I finished. Like, if I started again, I could get do it again. So there is more replay value. But equally, if I don't start again, I'm happy that okay, it's done. I can move on now. So it was very pleasing. Ah. I'll give it a a definitely at least a thumbs up, possibly two thumbs up. They're still making um out of what out of my four thumbs ups. Well, no, I only have two hands. So so that's like that's like a ten out of ten. Yeah. Nice. It's a, it's a weird apart from I don't, well, I don't, I don't like using numbers because it seems fairly arbitrary. So I'm just like on a vague how much I enjoyed it, whether I mm. thumbs up or thumbs middle, the thumbs up or thumbs down is liked or not. And then for ones I particularly like, I can do two up or two down. Okay. So my... if you don't, if you really like it, you can give it. I two think I think I've fairly consistently used this scoring since the start of the podcast. It still baffles and confuses <laughs> me. But I don't like using numbers really because if I if I say it's less than a seven or eight out of ten, I'll get abuse from the, like, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, suddenly I'm... all the fucking like. Uh... No, I won't because the people who listen to this are nice. But yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I don't like numerical systems for game scoring. Anyway, it's 
I think yeah. it's. I, I would give numerical scoring systems a raspberry out of out of ten. <laughs> But I would definitely recommend, especially because I'm fairly sure it was only about a fiver. Or when I got it, it was on offer and it was only about a fiver. Um, and they're still doing updates to it. Like the most recent update, which I didn't realise was until I was lo- looking at what updates happened. That came out like two days before I happened to start playing it. And it had like quite a lot of extra nice things in it. So I was like, oh, that's useful. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, and they're still doing, they're still, still like Slime Rancher, quite regularly-ish putting out updates for it, which hmm. is nice. So yeah, I would recommend if you if you want a game like that, especially if you use knife, if you like banished still. Hmm. No, that sounds interesting. I'll have a have to have a look at that. Uh, so my next, my next, my last thing I was going to say um, is on to my next game, which I haven't started yet because I literally finished um, Kingdoms and Castles yesterday. But so I have downloaded the uh, first of the new batch of Tomb Raiders. Oh okay. Oh, I, um, I completed the uh, the first one, the the big reboot one. Yeah, the one yeah. that's just called Tomb Raider. This is yeah, yeah, that's, that's 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 the one I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Uh, I'd say the last boss is pretty fucking weak, but overall it was it was a beautiful experience. Very pretty game. Uh, if you ignore the <laughs> ludo narrative dissonance, yeah, so that makes me yeah, sound smart. Yeah. She when just I say runs it. around murderizing everyone. She's like, oh no, I had to take a life. That was well sad, wasn't it? Oh no, I wish I had a Greg's pasty. And then she cries for a bit, and then she just like. You know, it's remarkable. It's exactly how Lara Croft sounds I know. in that video game. I'm a voice actress, you know. I mean, she is from Derby, so. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how people from Derby sound. <laughs> oh. Yeah, fun fact um, for people at home uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, the original ones are made by, well, the first handful of them were made by um, Core. And Core literally come from the town that Matt and I are from, Derby. Represent. Uh, which is why there is a road um, nearby called Lara Croft Way. Which I keep seeing on, like, fail sites. Like, people keep posting that and going, wow, cringe, how pathetic. It's like, no, that's literally because that put Derby on the map. Yeah, like... That, like, that's... It's it's a weak tribute, but that's their tribute to core. It's actually it's, funny. It's, um, Matt yeah. McMuscles put out a video mm. like uh, yesterday that was about um, Tomb Raider: Angel of Darkness. Oh god! And talked about what happened to core, and was funny because I got to hear a, um, a Canadian try and say Derby. So it was Derby. It was Derby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in their defence, that is how it's spelt. That's that's yeah. that's how I pronounced it when I came <laughs> yeah. here. To be fair, it doesn't make them any less wrong, but that is technically how it's spelt. Yeah. Also, I didn't realise Core actually became part of Rebellion for a while. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were sort of still going for an alarming amount of time in one form or another. Yeah, I think um, they shut down in 2010. So, oh dang. Yeah. R.I.P. But games by them were still being released in like 2012 or 13 or something. I was looking it up a while ago. Oh. It kind of dragged on for a while. Uh, okay. But, but anyway. Um, so anywho, uh, so that is one option. The other option is the um, newest Sniper Elite, so four, because I got that. I love. Um, and I really I enjoyed Sniper three. Elite 4. And I've heard that four is basically just better. It is just better. I mean, Sniper Elite Three was fine. Sniper Elite Four is it just improves on the on the thing. I, I oh, I like that game. It's very good. It probably might be a good thing for you to try Tomb Raider next because if you play through another Sniper Elite game so soon, the sheen might be kind of gone. From yeah, the that's what I was yeah, kind yeah. of thinking. Plus, like, yeah, just to mix things up. Yeah, mix things up. But my third option, which I've had downloaded since I first tried to play it, and I haven't, I didn't really get into it then. 
and then I and then you guys had my con- Xbox controller for like ten years or something. Um, <laughs> wow, so I c- okay. Couldn't really play it, but I've still got Dark Souls installed, and I'm fe- I'm starting to feel like I should give that another chance. Because I feel like if I got into it, I would really like it. I just I struggled to get into it because I just got lost and confused. I remember when you tried to play it, and I was getting texts from you, getting gradually more annoyed because you'd like you'd taken the master key. And so... your sequence broke super hard. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that was a yeah. I didn't realize that was like a thing that I probably shouldn't do. No, no, taking the Master Key is great, but it meant that you ended up in, like, the Valley of Drakes, like, near instantly. <laughs> and and it's like, well, that's not really where you need to go, mate. Yes, Dark Souls <laughs> is a bit of a shit for that kind of thing. I mean, it was the most obvious path. Like, everything was directing you to go that way. But that's just because of apparent bad level design <laughs> or something. I, I, I think the one of the, the... There's a few bits of the original Dark Souls that I'm not sold on the general flow of. One of those is when you end up at Firelink Shrine because it there's so many ways that you can go that are not right. And a lot of people sit there and say, oh, well, you see the um, Crestfallen um, guy, he tells you, oh, one's up, one's down. So that tells you where to go. And you're like, yeah, but every way is up or down. Yeah. So no matter where you're facing, something is up and something is down. So that's not actually as useful as, as you think. Um, and it's, it's, I, I think that because I, I have seen so many people get to that first part of, of Dark Souls and either get bogged down by the skeletons like we did when we first played it or end up, yeah, they took, they took the master key or whatever and ended up getting into like the Valley of Drakes or whatever, or, or just went some way that they shouldn't have gone, but the game allows them to. And that sort of stuff is great for when you're playing it a second time. Yeah. Yep. And you want a sequence break, but I don't know. It's like that. It has that, a very shaky start. I think it could do with that first part, like just leading you by the dick for like five minutes. Just the first time you play it, yeah. Just for the first time, the first time you're playing it, because I've seen so many people get kind of a bit hung up on that part, and it kind of frustrates them about the game. Which, like, because I think that's you, a fair criticism. Yeah, because and this is you know stating it as someone who's you know put. Dark Souls in their top five favorite games of all time, you know. Um, but I do think that first part does have some issues. But if you want to give it a shot, Matt, and go for it, I yeah, can, I'm feeling I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm either Tomb Raider or that. We'll see. I'll let you know next time. Well, actually, okay. you'll know before because you'll get abusive texts off me being like, "Why am I doing this again? What? Where do I go? <laughs> What's happening? Where do I go? What do I do? Oh no! Skeletons can suck my ass. <laughs> but yeah, I've done bugger all else. <laughs> oh, apart from prep for your for your um, potential boss encounter in in our D and D campaign. Oh God! Yeah, no, I'm clenching so hard. I'm, I'm basically <laughs> Which is like potentially shortly coming to an or a a temporary end of this campaign. It's, it's coming to a pause. Yeah, like, like basically, like there's gonna like the the season finale is coming up. Yeah, yeah, and I want to make it memorable. So I've been yeah. doing quite a lot of prep and stuff for that. I so am. one of us is going to die then. I'm going to, it's going to be me. Because <laughs> right, like recently it's been me going, I'll disguise as someone and walk in with my dick out. That'll be really good. And then I get immediately stabbed or mauled or burned. Because <laughs> everyone's like, that's obviously Nathan the wanker. <laughs> that, is, like, Shit, that is how right. he is known in the town of Wyport. Nathan the wanker. <laughs> it's not a clever name. No. It's not a clever name. They're not poets. <laughs> More on D and D later. later. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs>
But yes, yeah, so anything else to add there, Matthew? Uh, no, that's me done for this time, I'm afraid. Momo. Yes. What, what have you been up to? I've not been up to much. I've been, because as we were saying, the season finale of the Drama Matt's D&D campaign is, uh, is rapidly approaching at a terrifying velocity to the point where I honestly am scared of dying. In real life, I'm so worried. <laughs> I've been prepping because after after that one, Drummer Bud wanted to play a bit of D and D. So uh, I'm I'm going to be DMing my my own campaign for everyone. So Drummer yes. Matt can play and 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 Wib will play and our friend Ash will play and and I, I've said Sarah will not be playing because you know she's doing this whole thing of having a baby. Yeah. And I'm going to be DMing, which is totally not terrifying or <laughs> scary or the biggest scary. You'll thing. do fine. I know I'll do fine. It's, it but is going fine, to be interesting it? because you, you're going to have the opposite problem to me. Like, for me, I like really... I I think I know quite a few of the rules and, like, the technical side of it, like, balancing encounters and things, I'm really confident with. Well, not really, but I'm relatively confident with. But mm. then it's the story. Like, like when, you, when you do your whole go and talk to people bit, I'm just like, oh, I don't... I'm not really... I've never really it, done the role playing or the story writing side of things. If it helps, it doesn't so. show. Like, we like the characters you've made, like Steve Blurms. <laughs> Named by you guys, basically. <laughs> well, only because your writing is terrible. Your handwriting is terrible. So you wrote down his name, but it looked like Blurms. So we were like, ah, his name must be Blurms. Yeah, and you wouldn't let me change it. So I don't no. think that's... And then we were like, no, it's Steve. Steve Blurms. That, yep. That's his name. That's how that happened. Yep. And his dad, Dave Blurms. So yes, you've been working on your campaign. I've been working on my campaign a lot. Um, I've, I kind of went a bit overboard in the way that I created the entire continent map and tried to figure out what relationships each each place has with each other and I I stopped short of trade routes because I'm like this is probably never going to come up and I'm just burying <laughs> myself in needless work. Like I was sitting there going like all you need to do for like the initial thing is make, starting town. Is like maybe name the town that we start in and have like an introductory encounter and you okay, pretty I've much got golden. Those, but now I'm like no but where, what surrounds that? Oh they don't like this town or they like this town. They have a trade agreement with this town. And I'm I kind of stopped and I was like maybe I should just call it for now. Yeah. It's like and maybe fill the, this in later. Maybe the reason that you're finding this stressful is because you're trying to create a bible for this world. <laughs> I'm trying to like, make a functional country. Like you try, you are trying. Like, I'm half expecting. Like I come to it and like, okay, so I've worked out the political history for the last five years. Oh, can you years. say that I was genuinely trying to figure that out? And okay, got... you don't <laughs> need to do this. For I mean, like... I've got a vague. I, I have a very political history of for the last few hundred years. You see, drama mats more prepared than me. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's never come up, and no one's asked. You know what? Next fucking session, there's I'm a big be... celebr. There's a big summer celebration that's been like mentioned, like in passing throughout the whole thing, because that was the party you went to, and no one's asked what it's for. It's for, for summer. independence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. You have asked. Yeah, no, I, I think no, we can. I think we can infer what that's from. Yeah. Because you know, like there used to be a load of uh, like kings and stuff like ruling over the, the like the area, and now like ba- it's basically like they all break up, and it's kind of like a council that rules over it. Okay, okay, you did you did ask at some point. Fine. Yeah, I did because <laughs> I remember we were walking up a wizard's tower, and Talos stopped and was like, "Do we know much about Wyport?" And I was like, "No." We should ask. So just on the stairs, we were all sitting there going, wait a minute, just stop for a second. Can anyone remember? 
the history can of remember the detailed history of the place where we are. And then Sora, because she's a massive nerd, is like, I remember, I have a photographic memory of every book I've ever read. Because I rolled high on my fucking insight roll or whatever. <laughs> it was, I think it was history or something. Oh, yeah, the history. I always forget histories of things. It doesn't come up very often. Yeah. <laughs> But no, so yeah, it, I think that's like a thing that new DMs can get massively bogged down in because I fucking mm. did. I, I think this is um, this is a very much a you thing as well. What are you? Okay, what? It, that's 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 kind of coming off as accusatory. N- no, you you have a habit of getting yourself quite stressed by overthinking things like this and like try. What do you mean by that? You try and do too much that you don't need to do, so you end up getting yourself more stressed out than you need to. See, I'm just currently overthinking what you just said. Right exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the, the, the important thing is I've acknowledged the fact that I'm pushing yes. myself too hard, and the fact that I all all you need to start a D&D campaign is the town you start in and the starting like encounter situation. That's all. And you, you can you can build build on it from there. Yeah. And so, obviously, having like a bit more of a, a bit of an idea about the world and stuff is cool and all. Yeah. Also, and you need to fill in that questionnaire I sent out. Yeah, I do, but um, I might possibly have uh, a million things to do this month. Um, <sighs> it's always about you. We're, it's always about you. Well, actually, it's about the channel. Yeah, it's always about you. Which is and your channel, which is what allows us both to eat. So. Yeah. No. Okay. You know what? Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I've been doing a lot, of, and because it's Inktober, I've been doing so much hard work. I haven't done my Inktober drawing for today, but I've done from the first to the third. I've been doing them, and I will continue doing them until October is done, because that's what Inktober is all about. And I haven't actually drawn in forever because mental illness is the worst. Yeah. Hmm. So it's it's nice to start, you know, to be drawing again. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been. I've used up approximately three paint pots of Abaddon Black in the space of about four days, painting scenery. This, I was about to say, I was assuming this isn't to do with Inktober. No, I'm just, just I've been painting, I've been painting my Warhams. Nice. And yeah, like, because all that big scenery we got, I've been, like, not, I haven't spray painted that, like, undercoat-wise, because that's really tricky and you got to keep turning it over so I was like fuck it I'm just going to use because I have like seven pots of Abaddon Black I've used three of them oh, so you're actually you're just painting by hand rather than spraying it yep is that not just like ridiculously more time consuming yes insanely so, time consuming what wh- why eh. Something okay. to do, I guess. Okay, uh, well, well, it's it's just kind of like we have so because there's no way in hell we are ever going to use those pots of paint. Because uh, Abaddon Black was one of the colours that came with like the issue one? issue one of Conquest, which we had five <laughs> issues of. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. and like we but accidentally bought like an extra Abaddon Black because you know, you always do that with a certain paint. You go, oh, I don't have any of this, and then you go out and buy it and realise you have a nearly full one at home. So I've just I've been painting like huge chunks of scene. You know what we played on when you were around, dude. Yeah. I've just been painting all that basically. Okay. And I'm gonna start. I'm nearly finished, actually. I think I need to go around with, like one more coat, just to fill up any mm. um, weaknesses in the coverage, and then I'll just I'll get onto dry brushing and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's and then we'll ha- we'll have scenery. Actually, painted scenery, which yeah. will be a novelty for us. It will yeah. be. Yeah. 
I mean, who paints their scenery? <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> Why paint scenery when you can paint miniatures? Yeah. Why paint scenery or miniatures when you can just buy more miniatures? And thus, there, we've found the reason why you're painting the scenery really slowly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Because you don't have to then paint your dudes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my Imperial Knight is nearly finished. Actually, Ooh, yeah, it's well, well nearly done. done. Yeah, so I've been painting her up, like, super hard. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm struggling with iconography at the moment. I mean, I'm so glad. You remember that thing I was saying earlier about overthinking? <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly. I'm just thinking of iconography because they use like, I'm going to use like grey hunter markings and I just can't decide which one I want because my ones on my miniatures are kind of like they're they're kind of simple because fuck painting like painting like fancy stuff a hundred times she says having the Logan Grimnar pre-wolf like chapter master iconography pre-great wolf pre-great wolf I cannot think today pre-great wolf uh, iconography which Honestly, I kind of sat there and was like, should I change to, like, Morkai? And I'm like, no. Because you have to redo... have to repaint so many things. I think there's just a part of your brain that is objectively scared of completing a squad. I think I just I think that's so just in life up, in general. So I'm it, scared of finishing things. So Thank you for yeah. bringing up a serious <laughs> problem with my mentality. Because <laughs> it's like anytime you are nearly done, like anytime you actually nearly have something finished, you find a new way to have something more to do to it. I, mm, yeah, I think is the real reason I believe why you haven't got your wolves finished. Nah, probably not. <laughs> Who knows? Honestly, no man can say. Except me, who has literally just said. <laughs> who said that? I don't know. It's probably nothing. Um, game-wise, I've played some... Basically, the only game, the only new game I've been playing is the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Oh, yes. so jealous. Dude, it's great. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's... Oh, oh, and this is so cool. You can play as Coco. Ooh. On, like, just... Just like not not on like boss levels because can't can't be doing that even though she has exactly the same moves and everything as as Crash, but yeah you can like play as her just like through the original Crash Bandicoot or the second one or the third one and it's oh my god I live for it dude it is nice. so cool so it's on PC yeah get on Steam mm. and it's just all it's but... it's the three original games Crash Bandicoot Crash Bandicoot two and then the third one. Obviously. Warped. Warped. I, like, I think maybe the second one had a subtitle, but I can't remember. Yeah, it did, but I can't remember what it is. No, I played that the least, so. But no, and you, you, it's just updated graphics. The controls, however, are a bit iffy. Like, because you know the more precise platforming. Yeah. It's, uh, like, because having played the, like, because I, I own, like, um, all the Crash Bandicoots on, like, the PSN store, so I, I can play it on my PS3. I also have, like, the original PlayStation 1 discs of them as well. So, like, going from that to this, like, there is quite a difference in controls. The controls are strangely, like... How would you explain that? Because I, like... I I think the best way of saying it is really just that they are subtly different. And when it's something that is from your childhood, that feels a little off. They're not, Mm. like, wildly off. But it's just every now and again you'll get to a jump or something that there's some part of muscle memory you've got that you won't quite do it right. Because it's just slightly different, which it's, can be really fucking annoying. It's very, very similar 
but it's just subtly different. I think to say anything more than it is subtly different is over-exaggerating it what feels, the issue feels is. It feels pretty, pretty severe. But it's just because it's it, something but... that's so ingrained in your childhood, you know? Yeah, no, and then... But it feels like... worse than it actually but is. But yeah, no, otherwise it's absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's a beautiful recreation. Like, the music is almost all the same from what I got to. There's, like, a couple of things that are a little bit different. But it's just, yeah, it's just basically Crash, but fancier. Mm. So nice. it's it's really nice. It's really cool. Yeah, can recommend if if you were interested in uh, picking that up, dude. I'm oh, still yes. surprised that it's on the PC. Yeah, because like, is it a, who made it? Naughty Dog. I'm just intrigued as to how much it was involved with Sony, because that means that there's a chance that the Spider-Man game might come for, for PC. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah, no, d- developer-wise, it has absolutely nothing to do. Okay. With Naughty Dog, it's uh, Vicarious Visions, Toys for Bob, and Iron Galaxy were the three who were yeah, to do but it. Sony did publish it and Activision, so yeah. So that's presumably why it was allowed because Naughty Dog, I am pretty sure, have like an exclusive thing with Sony. Mm. Um, but presumably, because the rights are now held by um, Activision in some way, uh, that's why it's allowed to come out on other things. Okay. But yeah, I, I didn't wait, because I remember, I think it might have actually been on a podcast a while back, of that you saying, oh yeah, you can get it for PC, and I was and like... you going, wait, what? Why don't we own it? And I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> I, just, I just assumed it wouldn't mm. be on PC, because yeah. why would Crash Bandicoot be on PC? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, thank, thank you, Shaynus, for, for gifting that to us. <laughs> yes, yes, thanks. Because uh, yeah, it's great. Um, it, it is. It's beautiful. It sounds good, and it's just such a huge nostalgia wave. It's nuts, and I love how you can play as Coco. I always <laughs> wanted to play as Coco, like since I. Because you see her in like the second one. You could play as her riding a tiger. On that's yeah in the in the somewhere. third one. I can't I remember. Think, yeah, you could play as her in the third one. I think. I think maybe I don't know. I don't know if you could play as her in a very, if in like a select couple of missions in the second one either. I don't remember. I don't, like, again, I've played that the least. I don't know. Uh, I know that you could in the third one. You played like three or four missions as her, and that was it. And I was always like, "This is great. Why can't I?" Because oh. <laughs> I always thought she was super cool. You know, in her fucking her dungarees and her laptop, and I was like, "Yeah, girl, <laughs> fucking love you." So yeah, I just I just wish you you could fight the bosses as her. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's a little weird that you can't. Yeah, just. Uh... But yeah, no, very good. And that's that's pretty much me done. Uh, like Wiblet, just a little bit. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a couple of things. <laughs> and I'm just ignoring that. Wiblet, just a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> So, first off, um, so the last couple of podcasts I've mentioned that I've been playing The Surge, um, and I ended up inadvertently picking a good time to start playing it, because the last DLC for it came out, like, two days ago. I love oh, nice. I love the premise of this DLC, and I love the Are name they, even more. I presume they're not free DLC. No, no, it is, it is paid. Um, it's eight ninety nine, I think. Okay. Considering how much time you've spent playing it, I'd say that that's fair. Oh yeah, like I've I've put a shit ton of time into the game. I, I I really enjoy it, so it's you know it's it's all fine. You are the one ambassador of the search. <laughs> I am yes. <laughs> um, but the new DLC, the good, the bad, and the augmented, has come out. 
uh, where, the augmented. where the general premise is there is a guy who is a fan of like this Western show that I actually forget the name of, like the universe name for it. And due to the kind of fuck ups in the factory, um, he's sort of created, like recreated the world of it. And you're kind of fighting through it. So Firefly fan gone crazy. <laughs> um, it does mean that like, so there's, there's one thing that does, that does slightly annoy me about it. And I'll just front load it with this. Uh, so there are some of the minor issues, but like one thing is that there is, there is a triggered joke in it, mm. which is like the, it's just tedious and diminishes people who have actual, you know, like PTSD and things like that. So let's not use trigger jokes ever. It's bad. Oh, they're so fucking um, garbage. But in it's not so bad in the context because the guy who says it is an idiot on the internet who has an overblown sense of his own importance and opinions. So, you know... Well, at least that bit's realistic, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it, in context, um, he is the kind of shithead who would say that. So, you know, it checks out, I guess. I still wish they hadn't done it. Um, but that aside, um, the general thing is, rather than it being like a new area to explore, like the last DLC, um, it's a series of episodes, and there's ten episodes in total, and they're made of, like, modular sections um, that you run through. Uh, there is only about six of these sections, so it's just different combinations of them. And with different enemies and different things in them. But uh, you go through those, and then at the end there's a boss fight, and there's various changes there. Like, sometimes uh, there will be stampedes of people during that boss fight, or sometimes there'll be multiple duplicates of the boss that aren't proper enemies, but they will lunge at you if you get close to them, things like that. Um, but the thing that makes that makes it interesting is that to unlock all of the extra stuff in the DLC, you have to do these episodes with mutators equipped, and you can pick which mutators you have, and which ones you have give different rewards, or, you know, make it harder to do. Um, some of these mutators are fairly basic, like, oh, you don't get, you don't have your health um, like... Um, health drink thing injection. Estus. Yeah, Estus. You don't have your Estus. <laughs> but every time you hit an enemy then you'll get health and every time the enemy hits you they'll get health. So there's like things like that all the way up to slightly more unusual ones like all the enemies are invisible except for their weapons. Right. It's not a bug it's a feature. <laughs> or like there's one where Every every well, you're just fighting using your fists. You don't have a weapon, and every time you punch, it does like an old movie, like comedy punch oh, sound, God. like it would have been in an old western. What was it like? <laughs> you, you hit someone in the legs, and it just comes up with like a. Uh... Oh no, that's something different. Okay, because I'm just saying, I remember seeing that, and that yeah. was the funniest. Yeah, no, thing. Uh, the thing you're thinking of is there's a, a silent movie mode, yeah. where everything is black and white, slightly sped up, which is a nice attention to detail. And there's no sound apart from a little piano jingle. And whenever you do the takedowns on people, uh, it actually goes to an intertitle where it will say, like... Um, was it you hit like, someone in oh, the legs he's... and it was like, get a load of those games? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
oh, best quite... game mode. Why can't all can games have... have that mode? Every game should have that yeah. mode. Uh, it's, it's just interesting. And obviously, you can like multiply these up. There's, there's a ton of them, and you get different upgrades, uh, different things. There's like cowboy hats yes, you can unlock. No. I, I, I'm um, aware. Skull masks <laughs> and all I'm sorts. Aware. You can get a wolf head. You can get a wolf head. Yep. There's, there's actually a few different wolf heads. Mm-hmm. Um so it's. It, I mean, I like finished up all. I've I've still got a few of the achievements to find how to get because it's only just come out, and the ones are a little more vague about how you unlock them. I haven't got yet, but in general, I, I've kind of un, unlocked pretty much everything and done the main storyline of it. And it took me about like two hours and a bit, um, which doesn't seem like that much time for like spending nine quid on something mm. but by the same token i was also doing this with a character i'd saved at endgame to do the dlc with because i didn't know what the dlc was going to be like yeah so um i did kind of have a character m- mercilessly overpowered for most of it mm-hmm. um but yeah if um i mean if you're like me and you enjoyed the surge and you want more surge then it kind of does the job for you uh, only downside is there's no proper new bosses. The bosses that you fight at the end of each episode are just regular guys that are just more powerful. Uh, so that's, that sounds pretty anti. The only big boss thing in it is that you fight the first boss again in one of the episodes, uh, which does mean you can get the achievement for having for beating a boss with its own weapon that normally you have to wait till New Game Plus to get. <laughs> uh, but you can get that because that's how I got it. Because I was like, I wonder if that'd work. Can I use the Pax weapon to take down Pax? And it's like, oh, okay, nice. that does actually work. Cool. Um, Please tell me it's called Time Paradox. Uh, no, I can't remember what it's called. Honestly, but it's not called that. Oh. Um, but yeah, so. There, it's possibly a little short, and there isn't that much to it, but with the mutators and stuff, there's a fair amount you can experiment with and, and play with, and you it would take you longer to get through if you weren't playing it with, like, a level 95 character. <laughs> um, because it is designed for you to be able to access pretty early in the game, and as you're going through the game, you do the episodes. Like, as you were going, as you get more powerful, as I think how they intend it to happen. But, okay. but you just said no and blitzed it with your, like... Super high level. Well, character. no, because I'd have to beat the entire game again in order to do it. How they? Well, no, I'm it. not like I'm not admonishing you for that. I'm just saying that's that's a quite a big kind of caveat. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's it's one of those DLCs that you probably appreciate more if you were playing it from a new game perspective yeah. and playing through with the other stuff. That is quite interesting intent for them because I I would bet that more people who get this DLC will be people who've already beaten the game rather yeah, than exactly. people going oh there's new dlc i should buy this whole game and play through the whole game just mm. to play the dlc well it's a bit like how um the the previous dlc uh, walk in the park even that was not like end game content you in once you've beaten the first boss and you get to the second area you can get to the dlc and you do the first half of it and then when you get about two-thirds through the game you unlock the second half of it okay well, it sounds a bit weird, but yeah. I mean, if if you say that it, it it flows okay, then I believe you. I mean, it does mean that you get the DLC, and it's not just a big chunk you do somewhere. It's something that you can space out throughout your your playthrough of the game. Yeah. So it just kind of expands on yeah. the whole game content rather than giving you a bit tacked on at the end. Yeah. So I'm not okay. saying like it's perfect or anything, but I think it's, not, it's an interesting way yeah. of doing it, honestly. Yeah. 
Also, it means um, that you get a an out like a, an outfit to, instead of your overalls that's like good old Western gear yeah. uh, that you can obviously take into the rest of the game. And some of the weapons that you get are pretty great, like in terms of how powerful they are. So, I look forward to cheesing out the final boss that I've been putting off fighting with my end game character with the cowboy. Uh, with the cowboy, so <laughs> that could be fun. Um, unfortunately, there isn't like an end, an end credits. Um, there isn't like an end cutscene. Where you're wearing your gear, because then I could completely undermine it. A bit <laughs> like you know, amazing. playing like Dead Rising, and you dress like a right twat during like, a, Lego like, Man. like yeah. a a really heartfelt scene. Um, but also in in video game news, I also have been playing Dead Cells. Dead Cells is cool. Not to be confused with the Papa Roach song of the same name, or the terrorist, <laughs> the anti-terrorist organization from Metal Gear Solid yeah. Two. Well, they're both called, actually both of those are called Dead Cell rather than Dead Cells, I guess. But anyway, um, but if it's... you if you if you combine them both together, the anti-terrorist <gasps> organization and the Papa Roach song, then it would well, be Dead Cells. Well, didn't you know that Papa Roach are an anti-terrorist organization? <laughs> Anywho, what what is this game? Uh, it's a roguelike um, that's sort of built in the kind of Metroidvania kind of vein. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty. Pretty good. Um, are you laughing at Metroidvania vein? Yes, I am. Yeah, good. I thought you might good. be. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's quite a fun little game. Its combat is very satisfying. It's possibly the first time I have played a game where you use a bow and arrow in in like a kind of side scrolling action kind of thing. You use a bow and arrow and it's really satisfying. It looks Ooh. like the screen shakes and it really does give you a really good feel of it's got impact. A, yeah, it's got just a, a real Yeah, it's got a really good sense of impact. Sound design's good. That really helps out as well. You got like a lightning whip you can pick up like yeah. Like early on in the game. And there's, uh, oh, what was it? The Flesh Terror? Oh, that's not the Flesh Terror. That's fucking. Oh, yeah. There's, there's... The, the, the Flesh Render, which is like this thing you throw out that just mutilates everything. Yeah, you can drop down turrets and it's things. It's really cool. And yeah. there's like the cool, like. So, what what base kind of premise of the game, if you don't mind me explaining? Oh, sure. Is um, you go through and you collect cells, and then you get to like. Because it's, it's kind of randomized every time, but then you go to this one area. Called the like promenade of the damned or something. I think that's actually the name of the area you're going to. But in but, between yeah, there's areas, like, there's, there's like the shops. Transitional kind of shop thing. So you go in and then you spend your cells, and it's kind of like it's meant for you to keep dying and going back. So like you'll get, say you've got like seven cells, and you go in and you go to the upgrade guy, and it's like, well, you know, do you want to upgrade your health flask? And it's like this takes twenty five cells. So you put all of your cells into it, and then like. You say you die, you go back, you take more cells in, and you have to basically keep putting stuff into it. It's basically a much more elaborate version of the little donation machine at the back of Binding of Isaac shops mm, yeah. that gradually adds more to the game by putting more into it. Yeah. Um, like, like, for the example. The gems in Crypt of the Necrodancer, yeah. where you can basically buy things that will appear so that they can appear in your yeah. hands. Yeah, and there's like a. The first one you get is like a permanent upgrade to give you a health potion. Um, the one I've just unlocked, because I've been playing it, I was playing it a little bit, um, I would say last night, but this morning's a more accurate term. <laughs> um, I was... Uh, I put a bunch of stuff into so that my starting bow is randomised from the pool of them. So now I can pick up more powerful bows from the intro. Nice. And the way it shows this stuff of what you unlocked is really cool. In the first room that you start off in, there's all of these like glass bottles hanging from the ceiling. It's so pretty. And when you unlock something like a new upgrade, 
it appears in one of those, so you get a really good demonstration of how much you've unlocked. Mm. It's really, it's really cool. nice. And the sprite art is gorgeous mm. as well. It's yeah, it's just pretty good. I'm not very good at it, but it's a roguelike. You know, you're never very good you, at them when no you start. No one's them. good at roguelikes apart from the people who are who are crazy scary <laughs> people. Um, also, interestingly, the devs behind it are um, non hierarchical. They are organized horizontally, and it's just a group of people who all get paid the same. There's no boss. Oh, cool. I think that's fucking rad. Which and is... they come out with something as as awesome as Dead Cells. It's yeah. like, yep, that's awesome. I've actually been around for a while. I think they've done a bunch of mobile games before this. Okay, well, and that's it's... probably why I've not heard of any of their games yeah, I before. Think, I think this is like their first big, uh, yeah. like big game, and yeah, it's good. That's um, good. It is. Yeah, Dead Cells is great. Thank um, you, Long Oh yeah, that looks really pretty. Mm. Yeah, no, it is cool. I, I can I can recommend it. Um, although it is it you know obviously like any roguelike, there's always the caveat of. It's quite difficult, so if it's it's funny, like I, I find those games sometimes even if you can really really enjoy them, sometimes you recommend someone and they're like, I played like two rounds of it and I got frustrated with dying over and over again, and you're like, Well, yeah, that's the genre, you can't really do anything Ooh, about that. Also, I watched Longfang stream it and the Twitch integration is pretty good. Oh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do something with that. Yeah, um, we'll have to we'll have to stream it because the Twitch integration is is oh look it's fun. I absolutely adore Twitch integration in games. It's so good. Not not enough games have it. Um, I I I, I just remember how much fun I had playing fucking Vermintide. Oh 2. yeah, like playing that and then like it's like hey, do you want to like summon a fucking like a health potion or a rat ogre? And everyone's like rat ogre, and it's like fuck you, Chip. It's it's like it's so fun. Going through it and having chat actively fuck with you yeah. the whole time, or as a protest, they'll just give they give one of the bots like one of the the like augment <laughs> potions, and it's like, wow, guys, fuck you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's great. Um, last thing I have to mention uh, is I have finished watching Star Trek Enterprise. I was about to say nice, but I'm not sure I I mean that. <laughs> you know, I think you mean congrats. Honestly, I actually, I, yeah, well done. It actually ended on a on quite positive note. I, I actually got, I felt weirdly emotional about it, honestly, because I realised that I'd finished something that I'd started a few years back, which is I to watch or rewatch every episode of Star Trek from every series. Like I haven't watched them in order or anything. You, I mean, I watched watch each se- series in order, but yeah. I didn't watch each. You know, so I so I watched like TNG first, and then DS9, then Voyager, then went back to TOS animated, and then watched Discovery, and then watched um, Enterprise. Yeah, and well, Enterprise was kind of spaced out between a handful of things as well. But you still um, you did it. But I've got through every single episode of the show, and it was like, wow, okay, I've I've done I've done that. That's that's kind of a thing that I was doing, and that's kind of over now. And it's like, oh. Uh, it's it's uh, it reminded me how much Star Trek actually means to me, because hmm. um, like the the final episode um, and spoilers for the final episode of Enterprise, but the final episode of Enterprise is not really anything to do with the wider plot of Enterprise. It I, from what I understand, Enterprise got cancelled whilst they were wanting to do more things with it, so they sort of made an episode that sort of neatly ties things off without. Like tying into other things, yeah. And so it's just the the last episode is Riker watching on the holodeck the last mission of Enterprise. Now I had heard from people that this episode insinuates 
that, all the dream that kind of the whole series was just a holodeck simulation. The people that think that have not watched the series because that's just not true. <laughs> um, and the people that insinuated that to me are wrong. You need to stop being wrong. <laughs> Bad. Uh, Sorry, no, it's, sir. it is. It is just him. Uh, him. You know, so you've got Jonathan Frakes like interspersed into it, and little cuts back to the Enterprise D, which makes me very happy. So like they use the incidental music, and they've got a new CGI model for the Enterprise. That's a nice to finish. match with the rest of the show. And um, you know, you see, you see him talking to Troy, and you hear Data like over the comm system and things. Like, they haven't got the whole cast back, obviously. Um, but the the very end of it, because um, it's basically, like yeah, I say, it's covering the last mission that. Enterprise went and the original Enterprise went on, and at the very end, you hear it shows the Enterprise D and the first bit, like the first third of the space, the Final Frontier monologue comes on with Patrick Stewart. Then the middle third of it is Kirk, and it cuts to the uh, the um, and <laughs> I got to say original Enterprise, but the the NCC one seven zero one Enterprise. Oh, okay. that one. Thank you for um, clarifying. <laughs> the, the the first Kirk one, the one from TOS, um, it cuts to that and Kirk relaying the middle third of the thing. And then the last third is the NX-01 Enterprise with Archer doing the last part of it. And it's like, you know what, that was like, like it's a silly little thing, but that was like a nice cap off to that series. Because Enterprise started off as hot dog shit. Like the first two seasons of it are really rough and there's some episodes that are just... Uh, what is it, like two days and two nights or something, I think it's called, or something like that. And it's... I, I know a lot of people think that A Night in Sick Bay is the worst episode. I disagree. I think that one is... Um, I'm sure it's two days and two nights, or four days and four nights. Something. X days, X nights. nothing happens in it. It is so tedious, so boring. It's just a bunch of twats go on holiday. <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they don't even go to like the fuck planet. Either. Yeah, they do go to Riser, but but they don't. They go to the fuck planet, and somehow it's boring. What the fuck? They all manage to not. Well, okay, Hoshi. Ho, uh, Hoshi manages to to bone down. Um, well, thank you, Hoshi, for trying to make that episode interesting. But yeah, no. Um, those first two seasons are really rough, and I mean, to be fair, that's kind of true of every Star Trek series. Like, <laughs> that, the first season is always rough, at least. Um, but then season three is legitimately pretty good. And season four isn't quite up to season three standard because they sort of are a little unfocused. I think they were trying to grasp onto something to do. But what they do is, what they do do is have a lot more um, running storylines. So they'll have episodes, you know, like a little mini story arc in it that will last like two or three episodes. And there's multiple of them throughout the season. And they're all kind of tailored towards them starting to lay the groundworks to build the Federation. So, you know, working with the Andorians and the Tellarites and things like that. I like Jeffrey Coombs as the big, big angry Andorian. That's yeah, he's, really he's, cool. Yeah. He, he continues <laughs> to be a delight. Uh, and yeah, um, it's not perfect. And yeah, um, first two seasons are rough as hell. But season three and four at Enterprise, I actually did enjoy and... I'm glad that I went back and watched them. I'm glad that I suffered through those first couple of seasons that were bad to get to the seasons that were good. Because it did get good. Um, not up to, you know, DS9 standards or anything, but certainly, I mean, it's definitely better than quite a lot of Voyager. <laughs> like, 
Voyager was, I mean, at least, and, and for Enterprise's all its faults, it didn't have, what was it called, fucking the little Irish town on the holodeck that constitutes some of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever. Those, those were awful. Um, but yeah, so, I'm done with Star Trek now. Um, do you want to wow. know how I celebrated being done with Star Trek? You started re-watching the original series again? I started watching a bunch of TNG episodes. Like, <laughs> instantly, Close a- enough. Instantly after, yeah. after seeing the episode with Riker, Riker in it, I was like, I want to go back and watch Best of Both Worlds. I guess that's the thing. Now I've watched absolutely everything. I can now go back and just watch episodes here and there, like go pick out the ones I really like. So it's yeah. a bit like how, um, you know, the, the first couple of seasons of TNG were a bit rough. But I can I can pick and choose from those. So like, yeah, I can just go and watch Measure of a Man, which is a fantastic episode. Oh, is that th- the one with Data? That's the one with, like, with Data and Picard basically establishing that he is alive. I think that's, I think that's early season two. Hmm. And it's genuinely great. But yeah, it, it exists in a season that overall isn't that great. Um, and I mean, I, I tend to, you know, I like season one a lot better than I think a lot of people do. But yeah, it's it's a bit rough at times. Uh, which is why I just went to watch Best of Both Worlds, which is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I was actually recommended um, by uh, Geistertans. That I uh, I check into. There's a German like 60s sci-fi show. There's a bunch on YouTube, and that I'm like, genuinely that's... sounds so far up your alley. Yeah, that's that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I want to watch an old like old sci-fi, sci-fi from a country that I'm not familiar. You know, I'm not familiar with their media. That sounds like something great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. I'm actually genuinely really trying to. I want to go into it with the idea of maybe making a, a, a like a review like video for my side channel like I did with um a couple of episodes of other things because mm, uh, I thought that'd be really interesting to do um a series that's un- you know basically unknown outside of its native country yeah that'd be really cool yeah I thought that'd be interesting um but yeah so that's that's all sort of me done uh I, I killed some mechanical cowboys I roguelighted a bit and I got emotional over Star Trek and that's so, cool yeah that's that's nice. cool um, so, I guess that leads us into uh, that other thing, what we sometimes do we're talking about. D&D Dynamite! <laughs> when last we left our heroes... When last we left our heroes, we were uh, we had gone and killed an angel for some creepy-ass fucking collector called Amdir to take a sword to him. The sword that was enchanted with some kind of ability to subjugate people? Yeah, so we were like, shit. So we went and we got it demagicified, and and then we were like, we should probably go see him and yeah. hopefully not die. Should we do? Because uh, I always feel like I, I feel like we should do this. Like every X amount of episodes is recover what the group is. Okay, uh, if if you like, yeah, uh, sure. yeah. So um, our group consists of four players. There is myself uh, playing the dwarven barbarian. Johnny, yes. um, who is who is re- who in the the last um, well, it's not the last session to us, but it's the last time we talked about it. Had taken a single level in bard um, from being a barbarian because it sort of worked out narratively. So yes, he's a barbarian, and there is Snipes' character, my character, who is uh, Nathaniel Gallenhall, Nathan if you're nasty, uh, who is a self-hating warlock that doesn't like people knowing he's a warlock. Who is just a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is also our friends, Ash and Sarah. Um, Ash is playing the 
elf rogue Talus. Yep. And who makes terrible sandwiches. Who does make terrible sandwiches. And is very sandwiches. cheery and is obsessed with the sea. Yeah. And there is also Sora. Um, Sarah, who's playing Sora. That is not confusing. Shut up. Nope. Um, who is a dragonborn wizard. Who is a book smart nerd who's actually kind of mean. We've yeah. been finding out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we found out she's actually wait like like she's been coming out of her, her shell. She's like Sora is a lot meaner than we thought she yeah. was. She does not put up with garbage. And if you and and if you ever do anything bad to a book, she'll just fucking kill you. Yeah. So, um, we were going to take this sword that we had disenchanted, like taken the the um, enchantment off it or the curse off it, however you want to put it. Um, we'd taken it off and we're going to give it to him. And we were a little bit concerned because we didn't know how much if we'd get in trouble for doing well, so. Well, this, this, this man is the type of person where if we were to piss him off, he could probably make our lives hell incredibly easily. He feels like the sort of person that could make you disappear. Yeah. So we didn't... <laughs> We decided to fuck with him anyway, <laughs> because it was for the greater good. We so, don't want someone like that having a sword of fucking subjugation. Yeah. It's not okay. So we take the sword to him, yeah. and we hand it over. We're all sitting there, arseholes going like a rabbit's nose. Yeah. And... He brings in some... <laughs> fucking... Hang on. Hang on. Don't just gloss over that. What? What did you just say? Arseholes <laughs> going like a rabbit's nose. Yeah, twitching. Okay, good. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? I've not. Wow. Consider yourself educated. That is a thing. I haven't made that up. Okay. Good. All right. I mean, I I wish I'd made it up, but. um, (laughs) um, So we hand the sword over. He kind of has a look at it, looks in his book uh, to to looking at it. Painful fucking silence. He brings in his, like, you know, magic, like, advisor, I guess, who comes in and, like, has a look at it. And we're all sitting there like, going, oh god, what's act gonna natural, happen? Act natural, act natural, don't look afraid, don't look afraid. And he's, like, and he's like, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. He looks at it and goes, like, his eyes like kind of like go glow and he's kind of quiet for a few seconds as he's obviously trying to determine if it has any magic. Then he goes, hmm. He leans over to Amdir and he whispers something in his ear, gives him the sword and leaves, and we're all like, we're dead. We're <laughs> fucking dead. Oh but, no. But everything was fine. <laughs> so as far as we're aware, everything was fine. As far as we're aware, everything is fine. Mm. And he, he gives us, he says, okay, you've brought me the sword, so I'll give you the information you require. Yeah, which uh, for those of people who might have forgotten, we are um, currently trying to find information on a a mysterious group of individuals who refer to, who are referred to as simply the Brotherhood, who seem to be snatching up magical books for unknown reasons. Yes, and we are we are looking into the Brotherhood. So. And Amdir tells us that we we should check out the basement in a place called the Riverman's Club. Yes, the Riverman's Club, which is a very very fancy an ex- place, an exclusive club, it's very exclusive. You see, and we should go and uh, go and check out the basement because um, the Brotherhood have been having, as far as he has heard, there are meetings that they are having down in the basement there, the sub basement, and the sub basement. So we're like, okay, okay. Um, so we we wander off. We go speak to uh, the mayor, letting her know the you know the information that we've yep. we've found out. Because, you know, obviously it's in you know it's city you know um, security of of knowing what's going on with these books. Yep. 
because it's tied into the whole Nekatomi Plaza thing we did at Christmas. Which was amazing. Um, and uh, a book that was stolen from a library even earlier in the, yep. the campaign. So Sora's blood is already up. Yeah. Because she's like, don't fuck with books. She is so mad at this point. Um, I go and manage to, they manage to find um, my fancy clothes in the uh, the, oh, no. the mayor's um, <laughs> like, uh, like place. Because uh, we realised that, okay, so we need to get into this fancy club, so we need to get into our fancy clothes. And I realised that I'd left mine in the basement when Johnny got greased up to fight people yeah. uh, during the Die Hard event. Because he was going to slime into the, the dumbwaiter. He didn't, wasn't going to slime into it, he was going to slide into it. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Very different. Well. I, 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 to me, if you're sliming into it, then like, you're creating your own slime. Well, I mean, Johnny is... Is a bit slimy. He's not. He's actually. He's quite dry. He's, uh, he maybe is, his wit. But no, he's he's very dry. Physically, he, he's quite squelchy. No, he's he's very dry. <laughs> if uh, you find any squelchiness about him, that's something he's had to acquire from elsewhere. Okay, that does not make it better. I know it doesn't. But they managed to find his clothes that he'd taken off in the basement. Yeah, they were like fucking couple of attendants come in and were like, yeah, we. Found these these, these these fancy dwarven clothes in the basement. Why? Like, like, next thank you. to next to a massive like butt imprint of like grease <laughs> and an empty jar of fucking cooking oil. So <laughs> an empty jar of goose fat. <laughs> so we all get changed into our fancy gear. Yeah, I look amazing. Of and course. we head on over to the Riverman's Club. Uh, we realised we actually forgot to ask directions, so I had to <laughs> yeah, go and ask like, someone in the street. Yeah, we get there and we're like, fuck. Okay, we're in the right but part of town. But we don't get there, because well, no, we don't no. know where there is. We, we get to the fancy part of town, and then we're like, shit, actually, where is it? Yeah, and then right. Matt's laughing at us, going, I shouldn't, you know, I, I shouldn't expect you to do this, but you always do. So I had to, like, go and ask some <laughs> random passerby, who fortunately, um, I, think it was, I think it was one of those things where I, I managed to roll quite high, so they actually talked to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is in, like, the upper class district. Yes, yes. Uh, and we go to the we go to the place. Yep, we, we, fi- we find it. Uh, this this so... amazing Amazon bouncer standing outside, and I'm like, "Leave it to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect this woman so hard." <laughs> and I go and I respect this woman really hard. And I'm like, "Hey, can, can we come in?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, of course. I'm just here to stop. Yeah, you know, okay. people kicking off." <laughs> and like, I'm like, "I'm not stopping people coming in. Still got it." So we go in, <laughs> still respecting women. <laughs> So we go in, and um, I take point uh, for once. It was, it was, ooh, um, what a performance. Well, I go up to the guy who is running this, this club. Well, like, who, uh, we're, we're led into his, his office. Yeah, we're led into his office. And who, who what's his name? Conrad Farfoot. Comrade Farfoot, who wasn't he a halfling? He's yes. a halfling. Yeah, yes. he's a halfling. Very, very accommodating, very friendly yeah. fellow. Uh, so I go up to him, and I introduce myself. You flourish and abound. As a. Uh, Jonathan Spafworth the third. Yeah, we all had to stop laughing for that one um, because earlier on in the day, I realised that we were going to be going in and having to um, pretend to be much more uh, high class than we actually are. And it's, it's I thought, easy what would for me with my fancy name? What would Jonathan, if he had to? Well, Johnny, what would he he pick as a as a name if he had to be fancy? Because I, you know, Johnny's not his real name. <laughs> That's not a traditional it's, dwarven name. It's, it's never come off like what his actual name is, but he, that's not his name. It's because we respect Johnny and we don't want to like pressurize him into um, just telling. So he, he had to come up with. So we wanted to come up with a pseudonym. So uh, that's what he came up with. 
And I thought about it, like, I think it was, like, while I was, like, washing the dishes or something, like, like early that. on in the day. And I was, like, oh, wow, I totally have to use that. It works. It's <laughs> the dumbest. I love it. Uh, so, and say, so, you know, we, we are, because we are, you know, quite well off these Perhaps days. you've heard of us. Um, Kill the dragon. Yeah. It's kind of impressive. Like, we, we we can get into, like, a fancy club if we want to. Because they know about yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're dragon killers extraordinaire. We've looted lots of money from people. Yeah. Um, and ask, you know, to be shown around, and he's very, very willing to do so. So which we get is fine. We get shown around a little bit. I start inquiring, you know, being a dwarf, like I, um, you know, I, I feel very safe underground. So I was wondering because we're thinking of like maybe using this place to perform some of our meetings, you know, our, our various adventures. We we sometimes need, you know, to have a little bit of a planning exercise or bring people in advisors. So. We thought this would be a good place to perform our meetings. And, you know, I, I I do feel more safe underground. So do you have any, like, meeting rooms that happen to be underneath the main property? To which the woman who's, like, showing us around is immediately like, no. Like, no? We have we have the basement, which we keep food in there. I mean, um, she was very polite about it, but she was obviously quite taken aback by such a weird-ass request. Yeah. So... And she was like, well, you know, Mr. Mr. Farfoot, he, uh, he will accommodate members... So if, that, if you know if that's something you you'd want to look into when when you get a permanent membership, so we end up in it. So like, tell us, and I end up like you get you get shown around the basement. Yeah, because um, we're like, hey, can we uh, see the basement? And the woman's like, okay. And to not make it look <laughs> yeah, awkward, yes. Yeah, <laughs> to try and make it not look awkward, myself and Sora like stayed up top, like making ourselves kind of known and trying to chat to people eating weird cheeses eating eating small oh i um, ate potpourri oh yes nathan did eat potpourri (laughs) i was kind of this is like me like being a bit meta and role-playing maybe a bit stupidly but i was eating like lightly salted tortilla chips at the time so i was just crunching away and i was like oh this little bowl here is really nice it's got like a bunch of dried elven bark or some shit and johnny's like Nathan, that's fucking potpourri. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it's not very tasty. Um, but it's like, like I'm eating perfume. So the only notable thing that sort of happens is you and Talis manage to completely miss the secret entrance. We, honestly, we were just out of ideas and we were just like, fuck, it's like, there's a secret, there's got to be a secret entrance, right? And we just can't find the fucking thing. Because it was in a barrel. Yep. It and was. He was so so close because Talis was looking over these barrels and she said she gave them a push and found out that one of them, two of them were like seemingly too heavy to push because like, it must be full or something maybe. And one of them was emptier and lighter and therefore could push a bit. And all she had to do is say, I'm having a close look at the barrels or anything. And she could have like tapped on it and found out that one of the heavy ones was actually empty. But <laughs> she said, I'm going to push them. And then I'm going to go look at something else. And all she had to say was any any kind of looking at them or investigating or anything. (laughs) She probably would have found it. But she just walked over them, gave gave them a shove and went, all right, that seems legit. And then walked off. And I was too busy looking at all the expensive beer and like wine. I was like, As you were looking over like the whole basement trying to find things. Yeah, I was literally going from door to door, like, like wall to wall tapping. I was like, nah. Nope, and then I just stopped at the fucking... Yeah, that's the thing. Well, Talis wasn't doing anything. You were tapping on everything apart from the barrels. So I was like, well, come I on. I thought she had it. Evidently, <laughs> she didn't. She was just literally just like... like She did the equivalent of kick like kick a car's tyre and go, yeah, that's a good That's a good. That's past its MOT. That's past its MOT. <laughs> and then when she said that she hadn't found anything, I took a word. I was like, well, no, she hasn't found anything. That's fine. <laughs> Shit. 
Guess I'll go eat some more potpourri. So, um, fortunately, as you were as you were basically giving up, um, Matthew threw you a bone. Yes. And Which he might as well have just stood there ringing a bell going, down here, dumb shit. And basically, you hear a noise over by the barrels, you idiots. Yeah, really. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, like I had you roll perception checks as you were leaving, and Talis this time did actually roll alarmingly high. It wasn't a complete gimme. It was like a last chance of pulling something off before you had yeah. to go and get some more information. And In the interest of trying to vaguely finish this thing while we've got all four of you players available. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know what? You could, we could spend the next, you know, episode like um, episode episode i'll say next evening like session session that's the word i'm looking for um going you guys going off and talking to someone and eventually finding out something but that's you know not that's yeah in the interest of expedience (laughs) yeah so yeah uh talus has this thing where she can telepathically communicate to people within a certain range i have to be able to have like visual contact i need them in my line of sight she doesn't so she was like, guys, we found, I found it. I found, it was all me. <laughs> found it. It's down here. Come down so, to the basement. Yeah, we head down to the basement, uh, Sora and I, and we all, we open up the barrel and yeah. see there's basically a ladder down. Uh, yeah. If you look down the barrel. So it's like, all right then, I guess this is what we're doing. So I disguise as one of the hostesses. Because I think if there's someone down there, they're going to recognise one of the hosts. Because he's got a mask of many faces or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so I can just like basically... Which you are massively enjoying at the moment. I am using that so much. <laughs> to my great enjoyment a, and my um, detriment. a free disguise self-casting, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so you it can is... just disguise as anyone all the time. Yeah. And you've still never Provided... disguised as a sexy lady goblin. No. That was one joke and you won't ever let me fucking live it down. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on to that thought, but but we'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) So I go down first, and I'm like... I I, I take one of the fancy bottles of wine to kind of be like... Because everybody... If you walk walk in somewhere with a fancy bottle of wine being like on the house, nobody will be upset to see you. Fucking nobody. So it's like... I was like, "That's, that's my reasoning. And I'm like, okay, so I'll go down, and like you guys come behind me. So... I think you guys are on the ladder, because it's like a ladder down, and then there's like a little hallway into like a little kind of pre-room where there's another room. Yeah. And there's... Oh, what was it? I I, I walk down, and I'm like, Talos is behind me, and this guy immediately like snags me as I come out of the hall, and I'm like, shit. And and he's like, oh, what's wrong? Everything alright? And I'm like... Because I can't disguise my voice. <laughs> that's that's something I immediately realised with this disguise, like kind of spell, is the fact that I can't disguise my voice. So Nathan, being the incredibly, very very intelligent man that he is, pretends to have a sore throat and is like, "I'm just a free bottle of wine. Everything's fine." I imagine you sounding like like any of the old women from Monty Python. Yeah, basically you sounded like the Queen X and Spam lady. I've just got a bad throat. And this guy... My, what a beautiful voice you have there, lady. Thank you. But yeah, and this guy, weirdly enough, immediately feels there's something wrong. I don't know how. 
it was perfect on my part. I mean, you, you, it wasn't. I don't think it was so much you. It's then that he looked behind you and no, no, noticed there was a heavily armed elf. No, he walked up to me because he couldn't. He couldn't see behind me yeah. from where he was standing in front of this closed door. Um, so he walks up to me. He's like, "You okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> and like he comes up and he because he sees Talos behind me. And he's like, "Oh shit!" So he turns. He turns tail and bolts for the door. The door was open. Yeah. So I used the Madagy to just slam it, which I should have, in hindsight, slammed it on him as he went in. <laughs> but I just I just slammed the door because I was like... Ugh! <laughs> but that meant combat was on. Combat was on, and you and Sora were still on the stairs, and me... We the weren't squishy... on the stairs, we were on a ladder, oh, you're on which the is ladder. even worse. <laughs> yeah. And me, the super squishy warlock, was up front with his dick hanging in the wind. <laughs> And what made this more interesting was that as people start barreling out of the room where we they've been... We realise there's like six of them. Um, where they've been gambling, it would seem, and uh, just playing cards. Yeah. Uh, they barrel out and uh, one of them turns into a werewolf. Yeah. Or I guess was always a werewolf, but goes into their wolf he form. He turns into his werewolf form. Uh, which was an issue. That was... And, and he's, he's pretty trained on me. Yeah. He bolts for me. He's not happy. And he, uh... and he basically reduces me to six hit points within one attack. Yeah. And he bites me, which I'm still kind of low-key freaking out about. It's just the same as Nathan. I mean, you, he's he's freaking out about it way worse. You pass the roll that Matt asked you to roll when when you uh, when you got bitten, so still, it's probably fine. Still, still, like, well, no. God damn it! I wish I wish Nathan had been turned into Everyone a werewolf. Everyone keeps saying that they wish Nathan was a werewolf, <laughs> and that is really weird because he. <laughs> Absolutely doesn't. I know. That's what I make <laughs> it great. He really doesn't want to be a werewolf. He's werewolf like, versions fucking, of Morgan. Okay, so. so like after the fight, Talus kept like leaning on Nathan, being like, "You could bite me if you want." <laughs> like she did that like twice. She was like, "I'm just gonna like kind of lean over to Nathan and be like, you know, if you want to bite me, that's fine." It's like, no, no, Talus, it's not fucking fine. I'm not a werewolf. Shut up. Um... <laughs> So the guy, the funny thing is, like one of the guys sees his mate turn into a werewolf, then shrugs and himself turns into a werewolf, and we're like, oh god, how many of these are werewolves? Yeah, so we start like, oh no. <laughs> um, I guess that the only two real notable things from that combat was that um, once again Tasha's hideous laughter. Tasha's oh, no, hideous... three things actually. Yes, Tasha's hideous laughter was once again used yeah. on something that wasn't human. Talus so, is yeah. a fucking maverick with that shit. She just keeps making non-human things laugh, <laughs> and it's terrifying. So we got to hear a werewolf laugh. So that was horrifying. Oof. Yeah, that was pretty scary. Um, and then whilst it was prone on the ground, um, what did you do to it? Well, I, I, cause like. If you don't know, rules-wise, if a creature is prone, you basically, if you want to long-range attack it, you roll with disadvantage. So, but melee but attacks are fine. You roll with advantage on melee attacks, don't you? I don't yep. think so. Well, yep. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was like, right, with my 6 HP, I'm I, so I, I take my dagger out from, from its sheath, and I stand over it, I grab it by the snout, and I stab it in the throat. And I manage to kill it. <laughs> And I'm so just you, like you fucking execute. I fucking a execute werewolf. this werewolf that had bitten ten pints of fuck out of me. The other thing that was notable about that fight is that it was the first time that I used my your, fa- your fancy new maul. My maul that we bought you, um, and then hopefully this one won't make you want to kill us. Hopefully, <laughs> and that was I was like... almost a little tiny bit tempted to make it also a berserker one. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> because it would, it would, I don't know. There's something. There's I don't know quite. 
Yeah, I don't know if it'd be funny or just beyond, but... I yeah. think it would be so painfully not funny. I know, but that would make... I think it would be one of those things that would be so far not funny, it kind of becomes funny again. <laughs> no! <laughs> don't do that! But that's but, not happened yet. So. But would you like to know the first six to hit rolls that I uh, I made? Yeah, because you popped your frenzy, so you, you popped your berserk. Your fury, oh, well, your I get, angry I, boner. I get two attacks anyway. You still got angry. So my first six attacks, what I rolled for my to hits was... Two twos, a one, mm-hmm. a three, yep. a four, mm-hmm. and a ten. And only two of those, which is the four which and the ten, hit. Fortunately, yeah. because they had shit armor class, like, rolling a four was actually a hit. Yeah. But, but like... Just. But like, because of all your bonuses. I'm wading into combat and just like... I'm gonna do this! Oh, at one time, I just ended up using like a minor bard healing spell on Nathan because I had nothing better to do well, with my time. You turn around, it's like Johnny was going to point at me and say, "Get that one," and then he accidentally healed me for like four HP. And it was three HP, and I'm like, "Well, my nose has stopped bleeding. That's cool." <laughs> um, but yeah, so we gradually whittle down the enemies. I do actually manage to start hitting people in the end. Yeah. Um, we whittle them down. The last one who's left, um, Talus shouts oh, at, and yeah. he's basically like, ba- drop your fucking weapon unless you want, uh, you know, <laughs> you've seen what's happened to your friends, just stop. And the guy's like, okay. Okay, shit. And then we're all like, shit, we didn't expect that to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you expect us to do that, Matt? I always, in every fight, expect you to try and talk your way out of it. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll rephrase uh, that. I always, in every fight, accept na- expect Nathan to try and talk your way out of it. <laughs> Feeling kind of unfairly targeted right about now. <laughs> so we end up with this guy who we then tie up and start interrogating. Um, Which I was really scary. I, I was really good at being scary. We, we do it to... Alice was good at being to scary. To varying amounts of, of success. Like, I think we started, we started off relatively strong and then just the rolls didn't back it up, like, mm. towards the latter end. So just everything was failing at towards the end, and it's like I think we've found out all we really then, can like, get. Talus, Talus checks his like boots and finds like a, a, a thing that he doesn't look very happy about us finding. Oh, that wasn't it. Is... That there was nothing in his boots. Oh, I can't... Did, it was, it was just in his, his inside pocket. pocket. Oh, okay, well, whatever. I just remember her checking his boots and being like, "Dude, that's so gross." <laughs> yeah, she did do that. Yeah, she... Talus, I love her, but she's fucking weird. Um. <laughs> And he, yeah, he was like, oh no, it was like, oh yes, an invoice with a dress on it, I see. And then, like, the guy's like, look, I don't have anything else to say. And then Sora, being the massive book nerd who's furious, decides, fuck this. And she storms up to him and is like, tell me where the fucking books are. And she goes, she uses her staff to basically try and smash his fucking toes in. <laughs> yeah, he's now barefoot, he's now barefoot. Toes. And we're all like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so she's, like, properly gonna smash his feet into, like, fucking powder. And he, like, he violently moves his foot so hard, he smashes his face, because he's, he's, like, tied to a chair. Like, he throws his momentum off and smashes his face into the cobblestone, like, floor. It's like, the whole chair goes over. And at this point, his spirit is well and truly crushed, because he's just like, I don't care. Just leave me alone. I'm gonna be dead anyway. And he's just so fucking broken, we're like, oh, this is uh-huh. awkward now. <laughs> so we uh, we end up. Um... Oh, so we we decide that what's going to happen is we're going to take him to the watch because like we could just kill the guy, but it doesn't feel right. And if we leave him be, he's probably going to go and dob on us, and then 
we're going to get killed and he's going to get killed. So we decide the best place for this guy is to basically go and lock him up at the watch. Like at the, the guard yeah. house. And we're like, okay, so we planned that Talus and I, I was going to carry the guy and uh, Sora and Johnny were going to go back up and be like, oh yes, thank you very much. Uh, our companions have already left. Thank you, bye. Because yeah, there was a door in the basement too, outside. Yeah. So um, we were going to sneak out the back. Yeah, Tal- Talus and Nathan were going to slip out the back. Yeah. So we get up there and like Talus and I, we, we so she manages to pick the door. We, we go, we, we close it too and we, we make our way into the alleyway where, where it comes out. And we're just kind of walking and you guys yeah, go up we, through the kitchen. We go up into the kitchen and everyone is gone. There's no one. We go a little bit further forward and well, a bit, bit further forward into the main room and everyone's gone. And we're like, oh. And we fucking... Nope. so So we run back down into the basement and out the back door and, and catch like, up with us. And catch I'm, up I'm with carrying you guys. this fully grown man, so it's, it's taking a while. Because <laughs> we're like, so, okay, we, we're terrified by what potentially has happened up there. <laughs> yeah. We feel we may be to blame for something. We don't know what this thing might be, but still. So we uh, we, we take him back to the, the watch, avoiding the front entrance as hard as we can. <laughs> Which we, we get a bit of wind of, that, yeah, there was a big big kerfuffle down uh, down by the Riverman's yeah, we, Club. Yeah, we get into the watch, is into all, the watch all and out there's there. two people, and we're like, where's everyone else? Because there's usually, I mean, there's not not usually bustling, but there's a few people in there, and they're like, oh, I mean, oh, there's a big commotion going off at the Riverman's Club, and we're like... I'm literally carrying one of the guys. I'm like, really? Ooh. Can you just lock this guy up could for you a Also, bit? could you lock this guy up for no reason? And they're like, you know what? I'm going to take this on good faith because you kill the fucking dragon and the mayor seems to like you. So yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so Don't make a habit of it, basically. <laughs> so where we leave off is that we are, we are basically preparing to go and look at this address that we got from the, the guy we interrogated. Yeah. Um, to try and see what we can uh, what we can discover about these books that are, are going missing. Because one thing we did find out from him is that basically a a list of the types of magic that yeah. they are looking for books of, and it's for you know someone else. They don't really know what they get. Some they're, high up that they're selling them to, and yeah, they're, so. they're basically acquiring them for them, um, trying to either get them legitimately through buying them or stealing them if they can't. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so we found out a little bit more, and we've got uh, an address to follow up on. So, so that's what we, we went will... back to uh, the Nave Scroll, good old Blooms, and got smashed because we thought we'd just lay low for the rest of the evening. Yeah, the so... afternoon, the evening, and the next yeah, morning. afternoon, evening. <laughs> yeah, we went back at like one p.m. and then just basically drank until we all fell asleep. Come on, we we'd caused the we'd caused the that got the watch involved. We're like, we should lay low for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's where we leave yeah, off. That's where we leave. So, that's where we leave it off. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the next time we, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess we probably only got like one or two more of these recounting things in, of in this Drummond podcast Matt's campaign. Yeah, yeah. before yeah, before the, before this campaign comes to an end. So, or at least this, you know, not not the full campaign, I guess, but well, this story this, arc. Before you know. this yeah. uh, story arc comes to a and, close, uh, and we move on to a different different set of characters. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, moving on from that, uh, we have a bunch of questions yes. from you lovely listeners. Uh, so, um, Drama Matt, recite them with your mouth. Would words. you like to recite the questions to us? But first, Snipe, I would like you to tell, tell the people at home what the email address people should send their 
questions too. Okay, it's uh, only drama Matt at snipeandweb at gmail.com. Yes. Matthew, what is that email address again? Oh, why every time? Only drummer Matt at snipeandweb at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, could you repeat that? I was laughing. <laughs> so, what no. are the questions? <laughs> okay, yes, we, ha- we have a few. Uh, Bloodwolf Koji. Good name. Says, um, given Snipe's motherly affection for Space Wolves, hmm. and that you guys have mentioned that you're fans of Gene Stealer cult faction in the past, will you guys be getting the Tooth and Claw box set? Uh, probably not. No. Yes. We're not. No. Okay, we're not. Uh, the stuff in it's not particularly. There's what like if you, if you, I mean for the I mean, honestly, I like Gene Sealer cults, but there's yeah we can't really yeah, afford no. to start an, an entirely new army. No, um, this this is yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, and the the space wolf stuff's not super like, interesting. There's yeah, like no. one character and an upgrade sprue that's in there. That's about it. Yeah, it's not it, just. It just feels yeah. a bit. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'll probably just get the character off eBay or something. At some point, yeah. I, I think I'll just get him off eBay. So I was but... looking into these things, because they seem to be doing quite a few of these box sets with, like, two mm. factions. Yeah. yeah. Is it like the old starter boxes, but just you get a choice of different factions to start with? Pretty much. Or is that mm. the point? I, I was just trying to work out, like, where these things fit in, in terms of, like, you know... I don't think they come with a full-size rule book. That's the only thing. Mm. Um, but in effect, they are similar to that. They are sort of... They're sort of like a good way to kind of they're start a good entry off. Kind yeah. Of set. Um, yeah, but they're only worth getting if you want to collect... Or you know people who want to collect both armies, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. I mean, they are um, a lot cheaper than buying the things individually because they're yeah, not... Yeah, I'm sure. They are the proper kits for them that are in them, so... Uh, they're not like the monopose type ones you get in Dark Imperium or whatever. Oh, they okay. Proper yeah. intercessor kits and things like that. Um, so yeah, they, they, like they're good. They're good value, but yeah, just we don't need the models. So yeah, yeah. we won't I, be. I'm no. working my way through fucking scenery for Christ's sake. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Next up, Shanus. Uh, a new waifu for rating. Ooh, okay. Who, let's be honest, deserves at least an eleven out of ten. Okay. Sexy Lady Goblin Nathan. <laughs> I told you, told you we'd come back to it. <laughs> 12 out of fucking 10. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I am personally going to go with a, a, a hesitant 8 out of 10 until we actually see it happen. Oh, wow. Okay. So you just put pressure on me. I thought you were going to go for a perfect score of, what, 5 out of 7. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll get a double thumbs up. Um, oh, I, I won't say I won't say where, but a double thumbs up. <laughs> um, once it actually yeah. happens, I'm assuming. But Do until I get we see it, right? seeing as it's yeah, my, course, my character, yeah. you can vote. I'm gonna give it a 69 out of 10. Hey, hey. nice. <laughs> Next question. Okay, um, that was a great question. By the so way. we've got a we've got a um, a would you rather each for oh, from Shanus as well. Oh, okay, cool. Um, okay. Wib. Would you rather Manila appear in every Godzilla film or that Jet Jaguar is replaced by Danny DeVito? <gasps> okay. Um, this is, this is uh, I will say, um, not, not, not a good comparison of things because... Um, so Manila is garbage and is garbage <laughs> in every movie. Godzilla Jr. is good. Manila is Maybe garbage. The two meant. separate entities don't get them mixed up or you will pay the price. Sorry, Shanus is being a um, fucking weirdo. <laughs> but 
why would I not want Danny DeVito to be a replacement for Jet Jaguar? Why would I not want Danny DeVito you, in anything? Can you imagine that with like a really <laughs> thick New York accent? Like, ah, it, it's Gotta me. meet Megalon. Oh, gotta meet Megalon. What? Okay, he's just fucking... He's our terrible impersonation of Willem Dafoe, apparently. No, I, can't, I can't do Danny no, DeVito. No, this Danny DeVito is Jet Jaguar. <laughs> So yeah, I would totally go for Danny Jet Jaguar Jet. now wants Spider Man or something. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want Willem Dafoe as Danny DeVito as Jet Jaguar. Yes, or is, or is it Danny DeVito as Willem Dafoe as Jet Jaguar? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, which it, would, it would have to be that way because it has to actually be Danny DeVito. So it would have yeah. to be Danny DeVito acting as yeah that as Willem Dafoe, and he'd um, he'd just be yeah. as as he's doing the kaiju thing. He wouldn't be in like Jet Jaguar's suit. He'd be. Naked, save for a pair of underpants and a pair of boots. A, like, a pair of, like, gum boots, like yeah, Wellingtons. Yeah, like Wellingtons. Yeah. And he'd be painted, like, body pained as Jet Jaguar. But not very well. Like, you can really tell he's painted it himself. And he, yeah, he's done it himself. Yeah. yeah, his back is, like, completely clear. And you can see all the bits that are missing with sweat stripping down him. Yeah, because yeah. he's basically it's just like using, re- like, watercolour paint. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he went no, poster paint. Poster paint, that's yeah. what he's doing. And it's not very good poster <laughs> yeah. paint either. Because he was going to use it to colour all of his slime. Because he makes a lot of slime for his Instagram account. Danny DeVito, the Slime Man, which is an actual you, account. You need to fucking watch Always Sunny. <laughs> Do I? Is, if am want, I, if you want am to see I a writer for Always Sunny? If you want never to see Danny it. DeVito naked and slimy, Always Sunny is a good series for you. Why haven't I watched this before? <laughs> okay. well, emerging from a couch naked is also a thing. Good, good. Okay. okay. Snipe. Yes. Would you rather... Play Iron Man 40k with all of your space wolves. Oh, fuck. Or have blood remade by David Cage. <gasps> now that's a good That's a good one. <laughs> that's evil! <laughs> oh, no. Because it'll be like, Caleb has emotions now. He dead, he's a dead cultist man. I can't wait till the shower scene with Gabriella. Oh, God. I mean, to be fair. Oof. Yeah, but, you but... know, it wouldn't... It, there'd be someone it'd, uncomfortable it'd be about creepy. it. It'd be creepy, yeah. yeah. Oh no! I know what I'd go for. I I'd go for the remake by Cage because the original one isn't going anywhere. He, he, You're can't, not... he can't retroactively change it. But okay, okay, I'm going. To, I'm going to insert that as a clause in the thing. Having this as having blood, it's not a remake as such. It's just in, that old one doesn't exist anymore. And if you want to play it, you just have to play the new remake. Yeah, the David Cage version. That's yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because you can't you can't just have him make it remake and then just ignore it because that's yeah. not consequential. So yeah, if it is remade, all copies of all exist traces of the original one is now all the original copies yeah. get too humaned and have to be recalled oh, and destroyed. Jesus. Yes, but you still you're still aware that it existed, so you're still aware that it could have been good. And Am the old I one the was only good. one who's aware that it no no existed? everyone's still there. It's just you, no one can play it anymore. Shit. Which one would you go for? Fuck. I... Got to pick. We're on the clock here. Okay, I'll pick the remake. Because I spent, I've spent hundreds of hours and hundreds of pounds on my army. And you still at least can remember the good times. And I can remember the good times. Yeah. And everyone else can as well. Which is possibly and... worse than not knowing about it to start with. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. oh my god, Shanus, you evil fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you genius. Um, oh, it turns out the question for me isn't a would you, although it's just a question. Um, okay. But Mr. Delicious, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, everyone, please, like, if you're going to send s- some emails to drama, just refer to him as Mr. Mr. Delicious. That's that's what I want. Because <laughs> I think it makes him happy too. So, um, 
Is there, there's a, what has been your best thing to DM? And has there been a NPC or a monster that you particularly enjoy playing as? That's a really um, good question. It is a good question. Yeah. It's a tricky one at the moment because you guys have just got up to level six. So in terms of like monsters that have particularly interesting mechanics rather than most of the guys you fought have basically had they can hit you or they can maybe hit you twice so actually there's not been too much of the monsters that are particularly stand out there was the umberhulk could have been interesting but if you saved on your one or two rolls against it and then murderized it before it could do anything interesting yeah um um so yeah in terms of monsters they, they start to get really interesting and they can start doing weird extra things when they used to get a bit more powerful really um mm. what has been quite good fun is reacting as laughter from all of the tasha's hideous laughter spells <laughs> <laughs> which ash now despite um being a rogue and definitely the most damage he could possibly do being through his sneak attack and physical attacks just cast his spells now which is great <laughs> I mean, I kind of get the feeling that he might have wanted to play a magic caster more than a rogue. Almost. Maybe, yeah. Um, but it's working, so I mean, that's fine. That's the thing. It, that's, if it works, it works. Yeah, and that's yeah. how he wants to play, which is cool. But it means that basically everything now, I have to have like a laugh prepared for them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to do like the like you know, displace a beast laughs and um, <sighs> werewolf laughing, werewolf laughs, um, all sorts. Yep. All sorts of things. So that's that's been quite good fun. And just role-playing with you guys, because you, you guys, are, as we've mentioned many times, so much in, more into the role-playing side of it than any other groups I've played with. Yeah, we, we so, kind of super role-play all the time. So that's been quite... That, that's been a lot of fun. Um, but no specific monster or NPC yet. But, who Makes knows? Worry. What about the Ice Dragon? Or the White the ice dragon? dragon? Oh yeah, the Ice Dragon was pretty cool. Especially because, like, Talus pissed him off so hard. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, oh, the, the ice dragon like was, was pretty good fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's watching us all panic. <laughs> I was like, Talus, for fuck's sake! Yeah, because the ice dragon actually had, like, um, legendary actions, so it can do things out of its turn, which you start getting once you get to the more powerful things, just to make it up for the fact that there's usually only one of them. You can, you give, they have actions that they can do not on their turn, mm. just mm. to balance out the action economy a bit better. So they start getting fun. And yeah, the dragon could do some of those. Actually, yeah, okay, the dragon was good fun. The dragon, yeah, that was so fun, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> That's how fun it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next up, Atticus. Dear Percussion Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get so warped to the point where they just start calling you like... Like, I don't know. Aspiring like, Martin. Or, 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 I was going to think of something like Ice Cream John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm fine with all of those. Um, <laughs> so, I know you don't usually do this sort of thing on the podcast, but I find myself in a desperate situation and need to fall back on you folks for advice. I was chatting with a friend of mine the other day, and they started talking about how great Detroit Become Human is, <gasps> and how they're a huge, huge fan of every Quantic Dream game. We're good friends, but I just don't know if I can continue to associate with a devotee of David Cage. What what do you uh, think? The cult of Cage is a tricky there's, one. To there's there's really with. only one answer. Cut off their hands and set them on fire. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> only way. Um, <laughs> I said I will ask, but be warned, the answer will be brutal. <laughs> so thank you for validating me. Oh, piss off! Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, some people like oh. being wrong. 
about everything, <laughs> and I'm afraid that your friend seems to have just decided to be wrong about everything. All appreciation of art is subjective. No, they, they, they're in brackets at the end of the email. you just say, joke, by the way, I really don't care if my friends like some oh, different yeah. things. Oh, no, me. seriously. Yeah. No, <laughs> just, oh, like... just, just before they come across as a dick. Yeah, like... no, no, that, obviously. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like, if they like, if they find enjoyment out of it, then that's great. It's not like they're literally de- like removing everyone else's favourite games and replacing them with David Cage remakes. Okay, next up, Lauren. Um, my brother and I have been meaning to get into D&D for quite a while now but we're having trouble assembling players so I wanted to ask some advice on the following things so first up how do you guys deal with players who have quite a busy life IRL you just don't play very often yeah yeah honestly that's there's no magic trick you you, you make the most of it when you can yeah. yeah and you accept that you know when you get a session sometimes it might only be an hour or two yeah it's 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 it can be kind of because you know you do want to play quite a bit but like realistically you can't you just got to accept everyone's got their own yeah, lives and, everyone's got their own yeah. lives and that's just the way it goes so you just you got to try and squeeze it in whenever you can even if it's just for an hour like drama yeah. Matt says and just just make the most of it when you can yeah yeah uh second um do you guys use any kind of special program or website specifically made for rpgs to communicate or do we just use something like skype we roll use, 20 um, well we use skype and then we play on roll 20 yeah so related related to this as well just before we go into too much detail um preston the next person to emailed in said wondering if you use any digital tools um to manage and share game information um so that's the kind of a related question yeah okay but yeah we we talk over skype we, um, would you, we, were, we tried discord a couple of times but discord just goes really fucky if you have a few people it's like we've we've it's, oh, this it's, is a very it's a very us problem Skype's quality is shite, but it's, it's consistent. It's consistently shite, whereas we have problems with Discord dropping out, which makes role playing impossible. Yeah, so, my yeah. my internet connection here is not great, and Discord cannot deal with a bad internet connection. Rather than just going to lower quality, it just seems to cut out. Yeah, yeah. which is and really annoying. If I'm halfway through like a big like a big explanation of something, and then I'm like, oh no, you didn't catch that. Oh, you kind of caught half of it. Shall I repeat the whole thing? And it just yeah. messes up the flow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we use that to talk, and we use Roll20, and apart from that, we'll, you know, occasionally... We roll dice in real life, because it's just more fun. Yeah. And yeah. when something like secret communication has happened between Matt and one of us... He'll um, just text us. He'll just text us, or send us a WhatsApp message or something. Yeah. So that's that's sort of the, the array, array, array of tools that we use, mm-hmm. digital stuff. So. That's in a lot of DMs use, like, texting, mm. like, between people. I mean, you can do that in real life as well, you know. It's just a way of surreptitiously talking to people. But yeah. Yeah, Yes, text can be used as a community tool. Yes. They can. They can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next question. This is back back to Lawrence again. Mm -hmm. Um, What would be a good way to set up the first session? So how I did it with you guys was, um, because none of you had played 5e before, uh, my first session was getting everyone to, we all... Um, did the, went through character creation together, so we all went through. Okay, right. This, these are the races. Because I mean, think, I don't know if you all had a bit of an idea of what you wanted, but we basically went. These are the races. These are the vague, you know, benefits and downsides of things of each race. You can all pick that. Right, next classes, and sort of went through it all, and then went into backgrounds and rolling abilities roles, and sort of went through it like logically through the through the handbook. 
but we did it all together. Yeah, which was really helpful because if one of us had a question, then because we were all like there and like some of us might understand a, a certain thing a bit <clears> better, <throat> some people might not. So it was it was a really good kind of session, like very very good introduction, just all hands on. Yeah. We're all. And it meant together. we ended up getting a bit of a fight at the end, but it was literally just a very very quick one. So it's I don't think you need to worry too much about actually getting into playing. Yeah, we, we got into session. we got into a like a pre-organized fight. We didn't start arguing. <laughs> that sounded yeah, like okay, yeah. we, we all started arguing at the end. No, we didn't. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Yeah, we had a combat. Yeah. We encounter. went and fought some. Bandits. There's a couple of dudes in a cave. Yeah. I managed to like, like charisma my way out of this. Is this was in my head? I always think the first things we fought were orcs because we actually used some of my 40k orcs <laughs> on the grid. Oh, damn! Because we don't have any actual D and D models, mm. so. Yeah, we we occasionally have the in, the occasional in person sessions, so we have to improvise pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, in person yeah. sessions are so much harder than Roll Twenty because mm-hmm. you have to like print out maps and things, or get big bits of paper to draw your maps on. <laughs> it's just a bit of a nightmare. Okay, now I think that's everything you need. Basically, yeah, just have a just if you don't need to go through character creation data, I highly I recommend doing if you're rolling for abilities, which I do recommend because it's just more fun. I think it is a lot more fun. If you, to to me, it just make, means you get characters with more interesting things, like you get yeah. But I mean, it means that your characters aren't exactly all balanced against each other. So if you're playing it because you want to play, like compete with your fellow party members about who's the best, it isn't the best thing to do. I but wouldn't say D and D's maybe the I, best. Place no, for, for me, anyway, but... it's not. That's not what the game's about. You're all yeah, together, same. and if one of you ends up being more powerful because they roll better, that it doesn't matter. Yeah, to me, it's but, just. It makes it way more interesting. It makes it more interesting, like RP wise. Say you've got a character, like yeah. But this is this is all very subjective. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, but, you've got to figure my... out the kind of game you want to play. Yeah. Like with, with during exactly. that first session, you'll be figuring out what people want. That's the sort of thing you can ask. Yeah, and whether you get, I didn't have to ask, but you just get a feel. Like in that first fight, I got a feel immediately. Okay, I'm trying to give you just a basic count, like combat thing, just to so you get a vague idea of like how you roll to hit and how you roll to do damage and how you do these things you already tried to talk your way out of it so i was like <laughs> okay well you guys are going to be more into the rping side of it than the which i kind of expected but, but it's just if you don't have a bit of a scrap like chat to them and you'll get a feel for whether they want to go down that sort of route or whether they're just more just want to wood around and kill things and get their loot or anywhere in between mm. Also, like the the initial dialogue because I watch a lot of Matt Colville and he does. I can hardly recommend Matt Colville. He does a, a big YouTube series called like Running the Game, where he he walks through how he makes settings and like your first D and D character, your first your first DM thing because he's he's quite a prolific DM. And uh, one of, apparently one of the hard things is the initial dialogue of basically getting characters to speak to each other yeah. and hang out because yeah. characters as a rule are very reactionary. So they'll wait until things happen. They'll wait for someone to stumble into an inn and go, shit, go kill these things. And then they'll go, okay, I know what to do now. Let's go do that. Yeah. So mm. just bear in mind that players are reactionary creatures. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I guess, the only thing I can think of. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Uh, and the fourth question actually was any general advice that might be useful for a completely inexperienced group. But I guess we've kind of covered that already. Yeah, I'd say yeah. just play. You'll make mistakes. Everyone will. Oh, yeah, if you, you'll get the rules wrong. Do you, want, do you want to know what big rule I, I forgot last time? Mm. Um, you were fighting these werewolves. Werewolves are completely immune to damage from not magical weapons or silvered weapons. So when Talis did her really cool dodging around thing, stabbed him in the back to do a load of damage, 
Yeah, that shouldn't have done any damage at all. Oh, okay. To be fair, when I, when I stabbed after, him with I re- my dagger, that shouldn't have killed him either. Um, no, but I realised this afterwards, and I didn't want to like go back and like make what you did less cool. So I was like, you know what? I got it wrong at the time. It was still fun at the time, so fuck it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, they, exactly. they, they were just, for some reason, less powerful werewolves that were affected by normal weapons. Like, that's that's that was fine. That's just yeah. how it was. Some werewolves, if you meet... If you meet them in the future, they might that, they might not act like that, and I might yeah. remember. Yeah, so, exactly. But that's just how these two werewolves happen to be. It's not a rule that's wrong. It's just what happens yeah. in this world. I mean, maybe they were weak <laughs> because like they hadn't seen the moon in a while. You just don't know. Yeah. It's so like that, that's that's a good piece of advice I'd say is just don't get too hung up on. And if you if you forget something, that's fine. Just roll yeah, with just it. Just roll with it. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You you will forget things, and your players will forget things. You, that, like you might like let a character do a move that they shouldn't be able to do or or whatever but it doesn't matter you know just just keep going and don't worry and just have fun yeah yeah that's the, that's the best tip just enjoy it it's great yep <laughs> D&D is amazing just just enjoy all right moving on to um their next part they have a couple more questions of would you rather questions oh Ooh. okay which are good um so would you rather... Okay, there's a question, but I guess all three of us can answer it if we want. Okay. okay. Would you rather gain telepathic abilities, so telekinesis, hovering, mind reading, anything like that, but be hunted down by a competent and well-funded shadowy organisation that wants to do the typical kind of evil experiments on you? Bold to assume that that's not a thing already. <laughs> or would you rather be part of said shadowy organisation, hunting down telepaths, gathering all manner of fancy gadgets and a good salary, but your work is quite dangerous and morally questionable at best. I, I'll be the person with the abilities because I don't think I'd be able to morally stand hunting down innocent people. Yeah, no. I, I and that way never... I could just make yeah. them catch fire because I'd be like, I'd just <laughs> tell the, their body that their molecules should vibrate really hard and then it's basically microwave them. Yeah, I'd have to go for the first one as well. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't I would... in good conscience no. be mm. part of a shadowy organisation that does that. I mean, yeah, unless I'd... they had dental. <laughs> okay, all joking aside, no. <laughs> Not even if they had dental. Yeah, I'd like to say morally I would choose the first, but I don't know whether I could deal with being on the run constantly. So I think I'd probably choose the second, but then just immediately quit and like be like, oh, you know what? No, I'd no, no, to... no. I'm going to... Okay, you, think... you fucked me up earlier. <laughs> no, you, if you join, you have to fucking stay. Because okay. if you quit, then if it's a shadowy organisation, they're going to be chasing you down they're if gonna, you quit, yeah, and you won't have you the down. psychic powers to deal with it either. That's yeah. true. Yeah, very true. So pick one. Um, okay, I mean, it has to be the first one then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that's the end of questions. We just have one last quick thing from Lawrence says, um, if we could do a shout out for his brother Axel, who's the, no. presumably the brother they're getting into D&D with. Okay. Hey, Axel, get into D&D. Play good. Yeah, hello, have Axel. <laughs> hello, Axel. This is a shout out. Axel. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything grand, just something nice. And the only thing I could think of was be like, well, the only other Axel I know is really lovely. I mean, he is a dog, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is is like the, is is his brother a dog? Where where we re- where we recorded? Remember Axel the dog? Oh yeah, yeah. Aww. He was so old he couldn't get off the sofa. And he kind of like slid slash fell off the sofa, <laughs> and he was amazing. So yeah, if this Axel is anything like that Axel, double yeah. thumbs up. Yeah, double yeah. thumbs up from me. That's a 69 out of 10 from me. <laughs> and that Jeez. is it for questions. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I am 
I, I am very pleased by, yes, the would you rather questions. Those I, were a lot yeah. of fun. They were a lot and of fun. Evil. And evil. And <laughs> evil. And evil. But it's now meant that in my brain, I can now see a badly painted Danny DeVito as Jet Jaguar. So, you know, I'm okay with this. And then, you know, the meme about the sexy lady goblin Nathan will never die. It will never yeah. die. Which... Despite it never technically happening. Yeah. It never happened, but... Yet. One day you'll do it just to please the rest of the One day I'll do it and everyone will be, like, super disappointed because <laughs> yeah, it built it up it, so hard. It won't, it won't be in a combat situation or anything. It'll just be down the pub. Yeah, it'll just be like, we'll be in our room, like, drinking, and I'll be like, hey... Hey, Talos, you want to see a sexy lady goblin? But with Nathan's voice, yeah. Yeah, with Nathan's <laughs> voice. So, like, a proper fucking, like, Londoner <laughs> being like, oi, check this out. <laughs> and then he just turns into a sexy lady goblin and is like, eh. <laughs> and then turns back again. They just look at her and, like, Johnny just looks over and goes, that's pretty good. And he's like, core, blimey. blimey. Ooh, I'm going to have to sit on my little dwarven hands. Ooh. And I'll be like, shit, I'm going to go, I'm going to my room. I'm done. <laughs> I'll transform into a sexy long dwarf woman. <laughs> a sexy long dwarf. Because you can't like when you use your disguise, the mask of many fate, like you can't you can vary your height to with like with a couple of inches. So I couldn't I couldn't look like a halfling. I'd just be like a s I'd look like Pika Man. Oh god. That's <laughs> that's Nathan disguised as Pikachu as Pika Man, basically. Okay. <laughs> so Oh god. Oh, anyway, reminding people that, that Pika Man exists, I think, is a fine place to leave this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Leave it in the bin where it fucking belongs. What, the podcast or Pika Man? Both. Both. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. And um, we're sorry, I'm really sorry I reminded you all of Pika Man. I've been Snipe, he's been Wib, and he's been Drama Mad. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.